Stream PC UK. Why, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 182 of Extreme PC UK podcast. I'm your host, Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK all over the world. And today on the show, we have. Hey, Gamer25, I'm here, I'm always here. Hello there, my name's Ross Light. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Ross Light. And if you look up Linktree on Google underneath the name Ross Light, you'll be able to find all my other social medias there. <laughs> and I'm Shellbug. Man, that was like the best intro ever. That went smooth. <laughs> New year, new smoothness. <laughs> uh, cheers for coming in, Shell, quickly. Um, basically, yeah, Shell's, I don't know if you're staying on. You're only staying on for a little while, and you have 10 minutes or so. I'll stay for a little bit, yeah. All right, cool. Um, because Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New, new year. year 2023. That what are the years going to bring? Um, I've got massive news I want to talk about in a minute. Um, there's going to be some big changes. Um, I've been talking to a few of the podcastees and us for a little while about it. Uh, and as it seems like a new year, um, this is good news for a lot of people. Some people might not like the news. I don't know yet. <laughs> it could set Gray off oh. on a crazy, it could send, turn yeah. him into a crazy psycho. We don't know yet. Um, yeah. but first, before we get into that, I just wanted to say as well, the Christmas podcast, sorry for the sound, fair play to Gray just before recording, I had a windows update. Uh, and then I came back and then Gray was like, you're over-modulating, dude. I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, and he's like, your mic's really loud, you idiot. <laughs> you're peaking. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, I said, it's not. it's got to be your end, Gray. So I, right, sounds good to me. I just coated Gray off for about 20 minutes about how don't worry about it and then recorded the podcast and afterwards my voice was all distorted the whole way through. Um, I was going to say something, but I didn't want to do it while you were live. Oh, <laughs> so you maybe have, I should have. You should have just said it. My bad. The thing is, I had a Windows update just before and what Windows does is, um, a lot of people, we spoke about it on, the, on that podcast actually, there was this new Sonic Studio 3 thing that was installed um, and basically what it done, it turned my microphone input up to 100% when it should only be on about 80 or 90, um, making me sound crazy. Um, so I did, try and, I did try and run a few filters on it. So if it sounded a bit like wavy, like it was a bit electronic and that, it was because I was trying all these different things to try and get it off afterwards. But it's done. Uh, we're back. I know what the problem is. Um, so sorry for the sound on there. Hopefully it won't be like that again. Um, it was still a great podcast either way. And before, what I'm going to start off the podcast with before I get into my news is, uh, as it's all New Year and that, we're going to talk about what's our New Year's resolutions quickly, and then I'll go into my news about what mine is. Um, so let's start with Gray. Have you got a New Year's resolution? I don't have any. What? <laughs> I don't do New Year's resolutions. Mine, mine are kind of just. How about out you get uh, play more years. games? Uh, yeah, that's it. Play more <laughs> games. Um, I can see. I can see games. Ross eager to say something there. His lips are twitching. He's got something <laughs> to tell us. So my new my new year's revolution is to try to head to as many gaming events as possible. I've talked about this before. It's basically my plan to try and make as many videos as possible and try to build up the community around me as much as I can, so I can head to every single gaming event in the UK. Dude, when you go and to these also- events, let me know. I will do. I will definitely let you know. Um, especially if there's any near you, I'll let you know straight away. Like EGX Even if it's not near me, I'll come down just for the fun. Let's go. There's a couple of anime events I'm going to as well, but I'm not sure how you find that. Because <laughs> I'm not sure how you like anime or not. Do you know what? It'll probably be the bigger events. I've done, um, I went for a phase like you, where I started going to all the gaming events. And I went to one in Southampton. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and we got there, and it was like... 
it wasn't like a show it were it was like a little conference thing we went in there and there was like a few companies with computers and that walked around it in about an hour and then was like sure should we do um but if they're like they've got stuff going on games to play and stuff like that i'm well up for it we used to, yeah, do you know what cool. we used to do extreme pc uk we used to every show that was in england like the bigger shows we used to get a group of us we'd all go to them we'd meet up we'd all play games and have some beers and all chill out and had a really good time actually haven't done that for a long time we need to start doing that again so let me know if me and you are going then whoever wants to rock with us can come if not then they don't have to that might be something we could sort out in the discord in the uh, general chat by the way join the discord extreme pc uk is amazing discord yeah um and this this is going to go into talking about something in the minute as well shell what's your new year's resolution and then we'll step into it <laughs> i made a new year's resolution 10 years ago to, to never start make smoking new year's resolution I, I no. knew <laughs> to start smoking and, and not go to the gym <laughs> That's what no I, that no it was one. just to never make a new year's resolution again and i've stuck to it this year too do you know what i don't no, really make new year's resolutions um it just so happens that a lot of stuff has changed and just happens to fall uh, over new year and so i thought it's january i might as well start fresh so the big news is everybody is everything's changing um dun, dun, dun. and the way i'm gonna start off with this is Gray's, Gray's about to mustache. get his, his double barrel shotgun out to blow me out of this chair. Oh, no. uh, but I got an Xbox over Christmas. <laughs> ah, Xbox Master Race! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that, you can tell Hans ain't here. I think his actual oh, yeah, words yeah, in the Hans. Discord were, if he gets an Xbox, I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, Hans has left the chat. It's not just that. This goes deeper than that. So I've been having a lot of thoughts about what's going on. And do you know what? Honestly, I, and I've been speaking a few to the podcasters about this for a little while. I have been mm. feeling like I don't really, I haven't really been that into playing games. I've not really been playing the games enough. Um, and what actually happened over Christmas period was, yeah, I got an Xbox for my kids and I put it in the front room on my big TV. Um, and I got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is like for five PCs around the house. So I trained, remember we was talking about how I've been paying all these different accounts. So I put them all into one. I cancelled all the subscriptions. I put them onto the one in the one in the TV downstairs. And now the kids can use it on their computer around on there. And do you know what? Over Christmas, whilst I had a little bit of time off, I started playing games on the Xbox downstairs. Which is something I, what people don't realise is, I used to be an Xbox addict before the PC. I, like Ross said, all the achievements I've got... You can see how many achievements I've got on there from Xbox 360. It's addictive. Uh, it's addictive. It is, yeah. And so I I pretty much went back. And it was not intentional. It was just like I started playing a game. I was looking through the list to see what's on Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, oh, Far Cry 5. I wonder if it's like Far Cry 3 and 4. I haven't played it yet. And Shell, I know you love that game. Um, yes. So I started playing that. I've been highly addicted to it. And I'm going to be honest. On the computer downstairs, away from all the PC stuff, just sitting on the sofa while people are milling about around me doing their dinner and cooking and stuff like that. I've really enjoyed just, I feel like I've got back into actually loving certain games. How I used to love Fallout and I used to play when I started the podcast, when I was, you know, was passionate about talking about games and stuff. And <clears throat> I started playing uh, Far Cry 5, like I said. I've been playing through that. Um, and it just made me think, like, I've really enjoyed this. So... I've sort of thought about the whole... This led me on to think about the whole of Extreme PC UK as a whole. Um, the whole pushing to make these computers and build these really high-end rigs for all these big companies. And I'm going to be honest, 
I've sort of come to the conclusion, I'm not going to stop anything, but I'm not going to push for the computer builds and stuff like that anymore. I want to go back to purely running the Discord. Obviously, I get Discord subs on there and running the podcast. That's my main two things that I want to do out of everything. Um, they're my passion. That's what's always been my passion. Um, and so I'm not going to pursue building these crazy-ass PCs anymore, working with companies to show them off at all the shows and all that and blah, blah, blah. I purely want to go back to just playing the games, having fun with the community, get on the Discord playing games with people, and then on the podcast we'll be talking about them games. Uh, and that's what I mainly want to stick to. Um I know Gray's been like, for ages, he's been like, oh, I want to talk about games. As for the podcast, now, I, I would like to know everybody's views on this as well. Anyone that's a listener, that's listened for a long time or short, your views on what I'm saying. Obviously, the whole thing's called Extreme PC UK. I might even go as far as coming up with a new name and making it all about all games. So it'll be about, you can talk about your Nintendos, you can talk about your Xboxes and Playstations, um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are not going to like that decision. And I know there's people that are mm-hmm. going to like that decision. What, what's your views? Gray, what's your view? I know you're, you've been pushing it for ages. I mean, I don't think this, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to dislike it, to be honest with you. I mean, if this has been like a few years ago where, where PCs were clearly by far, by miles, much better than consoles, et cetera, et cetera, I would have said you'd probably get more pushback. Mm. But now the consoles are creeping up. They're still not as good as PCs, in, in my opinion, and many of us. But they've come so close to it now that I'm shocked. Um, and I really didn't know because I, I don't really mess with them. So when you guys were, you know, for a short time were chiding me about getting a PlayStation 5, when I started playing God of War Ragnarok and the uh, for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and I'm looking at this and I'm going like, man, this is damn close to my, to my computer. Well, to be honest, I it's not see- close to mine. You know, and I'm sitting there going like, wow, I mean, I see the differences and I can't tweak everything the way... I would like to tweak it, although there's a lot more settings in this thing than I've ever seen before. Yeah, I so can't I get like... my head around the 60 frames. I find it hard. If I go onto my PC and play and then I go back to the TV, I have to... It's like I have to adapt for the first 20 minutes because it looks like it's running too slow. <laughs> I, I, I don't know because I, I try to, to look at it to see it the way you're talking about it. And, and I, although I notice some things, I don't really notice that much. The only the other You don't really notice it that about... much. So it's capped at, no, it's capped at, like, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to play the play, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, I love it, playing downstairs. But the Xbox is more powerful than PlayStation, apparently. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm not going to lie, the graphics settings on these games are not nowhere near high settings. Oh, yeah. They're all low. Um, even though it's good picture, they're all low. Um, and they're capped at 60 frames, and I can notice that straight away. If I come upstairs and play my computer, it's like, whoa, man, this is so smooth. The graphics are so good. But I'm not trying... To, the, the, the Xbox, for me, is not trying to compete with a PC. It's yeah. just convenience of being with the family or chilling downstairs. Like, I'm going to talk about a few games, and one of them I've been playing with my daughter all week. One I've been playing on my own. I've um, tried a few other things. Um, uh, literally. Uh, Lord, Lord just put in, my TV is 120 hertz 4K OLED. Yes, but uh, an Xbox or a PlayStation can only do 120 hertz at 1080. It can't do it at 4K. You can only get 60 frames at 4K if you check your actual settings huh, on your Xbox. Well, okay, but my PlayStation, I am getting 2K, so 1440p. It is yeah. putting that out, and yeah, at 60 frames. Yeah. Can I jump in I mean, on this? Yeah, go for it. 
I was not, every, say, not, not, not every game can do that, granted, but there's a lot that can. And the two that I play, or I've been playing, do. They're, they're so still at 60 frames, though. Yeah, that's I, I agree. True. I agree. Um, but, they, but they look real good. Go ahead, Russ. For the average player, someone who plays games like normally don't play competitively, I'm a streamer. Uh, I can, because of my slow internet and how in my internet is, I can't really stream that more than 60 hertz anyway. So even though my PC can do more than 60 hertz, and even though all my equipment, it can do 144 hertz, 144 hertz, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, I cap everything at 60 frames anyway for the stream side of things. Now, for an average player, myself, I understand the adjustment period of going from like 120 hertz or 140 hertz to going back down to like 60 hertz again. Because when I started playing Xbox, I noted the adjustment period when I was playing CSGO. But when I was doing a lot of streaming, I didn't notice it whatsoever because of my slow-ass internet. And also, in terms of power, Nick, you've got like still one of the top-end, top-end PCs, even though the new 40 series has came out. And Gray, you've got one of the top-end, top-end PCs. I've got a PC from three years ago. And like a lot of people, they'll have PCs from three to four years ago, not looking to upgrade because the stuff they have is good enough. A lot of people look at good enough. And price to performance for an Xbox and console is good enough for what people want to play. And also with PC for myself personally, I tend to get distracted from playing games. Whereas on Xbox or Switch or anything like that, any other consoles, I'm locked into the game. Because there's nothing else to do on there but the game. It's designed for the game. And that's what I think is really good about the consoles in terms of like, you're not going to get distracted by like, oh, this person's just messaged me on here or oh, I'll check my social medias real quick. No, you just, you're enjoying the game for yeah. the experience. There. And that's the thing. You, that's what I've noticed. It's made me, re- uh, just quickly before we carry on, um, has anyone noticed the stream's gone down? Yeah, I was just about to say, has the stream gone down for anybody else? Yeah, I Not think the, stream, the stream's gone down. I don't know what's going it on. It says you're live, but it's like corrupted or something's gone wrong with it. I, I can watch I'm, it. Just so you know, I'm fine over here. All right. Same. All right, yeah, we'll carry on fine. then. We'll carry on then anyway. Um, it um, seems but, like before, it's going before out. We all, before we all start going, though, I want to hear Shell's opinion on console. Or, and oh. that could be Nintendo, too. It's just it's, it's something that we talked about in the group chat, really. Like I think as time goes on, it's going to become more and more irrelevant because of cross-platform play. And I think yeah. people will be still talking about the same games no matter what platform you're playing on. Yeah. So I think content-wise, what we talk about in the games you talk about isn't going to be too much different. There may be a couple things here and there that we'll talk about that we haven't talked about previously. And I know, Nick, you've always allowed us to talk about Nintendo games because you see it as something completely different. Yeah. And honestly, I just think it's not going to be a whole lot different except for now we may include more news or more things about consoles and things that are coming out and things that are going different there. Yeah, well... The thing is, it's been an issue for for me, and this is what I said to Gray because we've had we've had chats about this on like privately. And the thing that I've always said is, I've always been pushing to build a computer business around PCs. So that's why it's always mm-hmm. been Extreme PC UK, um, and that's why I've always said I don't want to talk about Xboxes, I don't want to talk about Playstations or Nintendos because I'm trying to push building computers to companies to get involved with them computers. And, and I got to that point. I've got to the top of the list. You know, I've worked with all the companies. Um, and to be honest, and this is my honest opinion, um, it's not it's not all turned out. It's not money-related for me. It was about um, proving a point that I can get to be one of the best at computer building and it stuff. Was it was a goal. Yeah, it was a reached. goal. I was told a long time ago by someone that I would never be able to do it, and so I, I just, that's how I did it. Um, and I've got to that limit. But 
the thing is, along that way, you start to change. Everything adapts, and you start to go down different paths. And do you know what? I feel a little bit like the PC and the business side of stuff um, very much as over the years has pushed everything else out and it's taken the fun out of gaming. When I've been playing that game downstairs on the Xbox, it's not just because it's an Xbox, I'd have done the same on the PC. But the honest truth is, when I'm on the PC, it's a lot harder for me to, to switch off from the world because obviously I'm getting pop-ups from Discord, pop-ups from people. People would text me and talk to me and stuff. And I'm not saying I don't want people to do that because I want people to text me and that all the time when I'm on the PC and have chats and come and play with me. But do you know what I mean when you get immersed into a game on your own and you get locked into it and you really want to play through it? Yeah. yeah that's what I got yeah. from going downstairs. And the reason why I got that is because I went downstairs. I didn't care what I looked like, what I was wearing. I was wearing my tracksuit bottom, sitting on a sofa under a blanket, just chatting to the missus, just playing Far Cry 5. You know? And... Surprised you were wearing anything, to be honest. Well, my missus was there, so really I should have been <laughs> naked. But um... <laughs> you could have used your controller with more than just your hands. Yeah, but it's like oh, no. the podcast and everything. Everything was interlinked with Extreme Peace UK being tied to these businesses and stuff. You know, I used to worry mm. about people swearing because of Asus. So I was working with Asus or, or Corsair or someone like that. Um, I don't need none of that now. So I can pretty much, I want to go back to the basics. My passion is the podcast and the Discord community that we've built. And it's not just me that's built yeah. it. Everybody that's part of it. I know everybody's got their own Discords and they've got Discords they go on for other people. But I do feel like our Discord is a bit of a special Discord where there's never any trouble on there. We've got good admins. All of you that look after it. And we've all got a good bunch of friends on there. Um, and mm-hmm. that's for me, like, I remember, um, I remember Jansen saying to me, like, look, we're, we're building computers now. We don't need the discord anymore. And I was like, don't be silly. Like discord's the most important thing. Cause that's all of our, that's all of the people that believe in us and follow us. And he was like, oh, we're going to be bigger than that. And I was like, we're not, you know, and that's, that's why, uh, partly why we've gone in separate ways and stuff. But for me, it's. I want to go back to focusing on the gaming side of things, playing games with people, having gamer nights and stuff like that. And in my private, my other, outside of the world of computers, um, I haven't got a full-time job, proper job. I just do jobs for different people and I'm self-employed. So I do bits and pieces, but I'm doing all right. Like I'm getting by. So with that, if that takes up my time for streaming in the weekdays, then that's fine. But if I, if not, then I will stream games in the daytime. I'll keep the Twitch going. Um, and it's just going to be more focused around our group, basically. You know, if I can get mm-hmm. everyone in Discord to get involved, like like just now Ross was saying he's going to do gaming shows. Whenever you do a gaming show, Ross, put it in, I'll make an event, and we'll get that gaming show to see if we can get loads of random people to come meet you there. You know? Hell yeah. Um, I want to put some more... I want to do more around... Like me, like me and Ross are both autistic. We want to do more around charity stuff like that. And basically, me and Ross have been talking about how we can... Um, bring more light to people like us because we're in a very weird bracket of people where to everybody else we seem the same but we've got issues that no one else has got um, which no one notices until it happens to somebody and then they're like why you done that for me and it's like yeah because we're a little bit weird but um, I want to bring light to that and that's what my goal (laughs) has always been that's how me and Ross met in the first place Um, but basically yeah we're going to go back to the the passion of gaming um and I don't know. I might even change the name of the thing at some point. Um, everybody's saying to change it to Extreme G. So it's like Extreme Gamers rather than Extreme PC UK. Um, the, other big, the other big bit of news that's going to happen along with that is is I'm probably going to let the website and everything, I'm going to get rid of all of it. 
Um, so there won't be no website anymore. The podcast will be on its podcast site. Um, and so basically, I literally will would have cut out all of the business side of everything. It will be going back to being my hobby, my passion of playing games, basically, and having all my mates there to play games with, you know? And They're social. Yeah. You know, what do you think? What, <laughs> what's your views on that, everyone? I think it's a good idea, and I think you need to follow your passion, and if your passion's come away from PC building and you think you've achieved everything you want to out of that, then do whatever you want to do next. And if that's the Discord and the stream and the podcast, then hell yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when I got into the gaming industry and I made it through the barriers, like the big gaming industry gates where they're like, oh, you can be one of us now. You You can come to this side of the fence and you can be known as part of the gaming industry. To be fair... A lot of the a lot of the people I've worked with, I've not really liked how they've treated other people. So um, that's yeah. what that's the main thing that's probably turned me around. I, I feel like I'm a pretty fair, nice guy. I like to give everyone a benefit of doubt. And you've seen me, like you guys have seen me over the years. You know me long enough to know what I'm like. And mm-hmm. you know, I've seen a lot of bad things happen. And basically, I'm just going to keep it to my own little community now. So that's where we're going to go with it. But anyway, that's yeah. that's my big news. Maybe it's not that big to most people. Most people would be like, oh, we can talk about other games now. I'll start getting, like, PlayStation rooms set up and people would be like, <laughs> Nintendo room and stuff. Um, but we'll oh, see yeah. what happens. I, to, to be honest, the way you're talking, you don't even need rooms for separate things. It's the games. So yeah. but whether the game is only on PlayStation or on both PlayStation and PC and all the other formats, it's still the game. So now it's just offering us maybe a wee bit more freedom now to sit there and just talk about games all across all all, all the platforms. So right. I think that's great because now it opens it up a little bit to where, you know, if Shell likes a game on Nintendo, she's going to talk all about it. If I like a game on PlayStation because I can't find it on PC, I'm going to talk all about it. You know, and just, just like you have. So I, I see that all being super positive. More things yeah. to talk about. Well, going forward, um, I've played loads of games over the last few weeks because... Uh, and I see the list of the notes. I'm going like, how many games do you play? <laughs> He's man? like, should we save some of this for next week? There's too much stuff on it. Um, <laughs> before uh, one thing, I was going to say to you, Shell, before I get into like um, what we're going to be talking about and that, uh, what's happening mm-hmm. with Fable? Um, there's nothing. been no news. I thought you said. Still I thought nothing. I thought saw some news from you on a Discord saying like they've delayed it. Oh no, you, that was last time, wasn't it? You said that, that. was fake. Yeah. No, no. So. Was it Gray who posted it? Someone posted it, and basically oh, it was yeah. a tweet from someone saying that they had to completely restart it because it was just unplayable, <laughs> and they're basically shutting it down. And it wasn't unstable. Scratch, but it, it was, was fake. unfable. Unfable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that that news was fake, and uh, it's not true. So whenever well, someone says fake news, news, I just so think of Donald the, Trump. The news was fable. That's cool. that's, that, that was the problem. <laughs> uh, before we move on to the news, Nick, I just want to say something about the website. I. I'm not sure about shutting down the website 100%, but that's just me. I wouldn't shut down something like that. But for you focusing on what you love, your community and stuff like that, only good things can come out of focusing on what you want to do. Mm. If you just focus on stuff that you don't want to do because you think you're going to get something from it, there's no point. And at the end of the day, you've gone through this like a very logical way. It's like, what do I like? I like these simple things. And I believe from the most simple things come the best things. Yeah, well, for a long time, I'm not going to lie, over the last three years, there's been times where I'm juggling like by building five PCs that I've got contracts with different companies to build 
and I haven't got the parts coming in and it's been complete and a headache and I've spent multiple nights up where I haven't even had sleep and I'm trying to go to shows in the morning and I've literally finished building the computer that morning with 24 hours no sleep and then we rush into the car, we take it there and it was just hectic. It was getting to the point where it's like, and in my head I'm thinking, yeah, but I've got these massive companies sending me loads of free stuff, but they're never free. This stuff is for you to promote and to get out to people and the thing is, it was... I'm trying to juggle that around, doing work as well, uh, having kids and all this stuff. It was just too much. So in the end, I thought, mm. like, look, what's important here? And what's important to me is just the games and our little Discord community. That's what I like the most. So that's where we're going, man. Yeah. I'm sure I a lot of people it. would have took the big businesses, but <laughs> that just ain't me. So, um, But right, let's move on anyway. Um, we've got loads to talk about. Uh, is anything? In, it sounds like we had a bit of a depressing talk there, just like a new year and that. <laughs> It was meant to be exciting and uplifting, like we're all going forward I, and having fun. I thought it was. Yay. I thought it was good. I just know no, one, no one's going to chastise me for PlayStation anymore, so that's already good. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, there'll be the whole no, PlayStation no, no, versus no. Xbox now, which is Yeah, better. we can have a and... war with Xbox versus PlayStation. Yeah. Xbox over PlayStation any day. Yeah. Obviously, the, Xbox the already wins. But the podcast <laughs> going forward... No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not actually a proponent of PlayStation, so I don't care if the truth is the truth. And Xbox is better than PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. That's no problem. <laughs> only, like I said, the only reason I did it was because I can't get these games on PC. Mm. And you got to admit, the last few months, t- talking about gaming now, the last few months, PC has had nothing coming out that's worth a crap as far as, as, far yeah. as some but I just want let... to play games. You know, I... nothing's coming out. And I want to let everyone know, Gray, that basically the podcast's not going to change. We'll still talk about PC hardware. We'll still talk about, like, all the games we're still going tangents talking about me going shopping and like random stuff the podcast is overall a gaming podcast but it's also just a group of mates that are just having a laugh about what they're doing and that um you know so so... veering off and talking about ufos you'll understand if anyone ever wants a special on ufos (laughs) or weird stuff conspiracies conspiracies i'm definitely down for that i love it anyone can send in any questions about conspiracies and we'll get on that as well because we do love that. <laughs> I could talk about. I could talk shit ones. for we'll ages about stuff like that. We've got. We've gone on about like an hour on something that does that most people would just sit there and spend five minutes on, and we turned it into an hour long entertainment. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking for forty minutes on this as well, man. Let's get on with it. We've got loads to talk about. Um, right. Uh, if anyone wants to join the Discord, uh, it's just Extreme Extreme PC UK. Um, yeah, it won't be .code UK anymore for for very long. Um, <laughs> So it just find it. <laughs> just find it. That's it. Just find it. <laughs> Slap it out. Go outside your front door and shout it. Shout out Extreme Peace UK until all it comes. You, all you downloaders, start telling everybody to just find it. Will you? <laughs> yeah. Um, first point I want to talk about is um, we've actually, over the Christmas period, we've had a few gaming nights. Uh, we had one gaming night where we've been playing uh, Dark Tide, and we played, which is we're going to talk about now. Um, but also off the back of that, because of Dark Tide, it reminded me of Left for Dead. Um, we didn't play Left for Dead, but we did play Back for Blood. We've been playing Community Nights, where we've been doing like three or four levels um, every night, um, and basically, it's been really fun. Like, it's sort of like because of the Xbox thing, and then that switched me into wanting to play games with people again, like actually getting on and playing games. Um, and then we've been playing Back for Blood. Uh, so there was me, Matt, my son, um, and Zacho Boy. And we literally were just going through the levels, like doing the campaign. It's been real good fun. Um, and it's it's 
it's just like Left 4 Dead, really. Um, Gray, you wanted to get on this, but you couldn't get in, could you? No, I was on the holiday stuff going on, so I... Uh, I know Ross was there well. watching. Yeah, well, so if you've played Left 4 Dead, it's basically you get, like, each level is an area where you have to get through from A to B. So basically, you have to get from where you start to the safe room. When you get to that safe room, it'll go to Act 2, and then you get your guns, you find your guns, and then you make your way from there. And it takes you through, like all different areas so it could be like a city for a forest for a building for a shopping center um and there's all different levels so what we've done is we started off playing dark tide um and gray obviously you was in dark tide what was your yep. views on that we'll talk about that first and then i'll go on to say what i think the I difference mean, is i enjoyed it it's, you know i i mean i know some some of you were saying later on that it was too much of the repetitiveness but i think that's only because we didn't continue on longer however it did it was kind of repetitive too much at the beginning so you kind of get the feeling like you can't it's not going anywhere uh if you stick with it long enough i guess it will go somewhere but in the, it despite the fact that of that though i mean i had fun because i just like playing with everybody like like you say nick i don't care what um, game well burley tactical in the chat he plays dark tide a lot he works with them games does a lot of warhammer as well um so put in what you think about the game for me i i like games where you collect things they call me um the magpie now i don't know where this i should change my name to magpie the magpie like gamer um extreme magpie, magpie. here we go we got <laughs> there we go because basically <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like to collect things they don't do loot boxes anymore so now we've got to like just collect things as we go but dark tide is pretty much the same uh it's like a reskin of left for dead and back for blood it's like you get different levels um and their levels difficulty of one to five and as you go through that level it's literally a loot a shooter. You run around, you pick stuff up, you shoot things, you go through doors, and it's like mini tasks going through. You get bosses and stuff, and you're just basically trying to work your way to the end of the level each time with a team of four people. When you come out of the level, you basically get loads of... Um, and I can't remember so much on Dark Tide because I've been playing Black, Back for Blood so much more, but basically you get points and stuff to upgrade your weapons, upgrade your gear, and then you go back in, and you can just keep dropping in and out of different with different players um you won't have one person that's better than the other you do get the levels for each person but it's like i could play with gray today i could play with ross tomorrow i could play for a year and then play with ross tomorrow and we could do the same level um and it's just like running through shooting i gotta be honest um uh belly tactical says the game is damn good it's very grindy though although that's the same as uh vermintide 2 in that respect uh so i found the game i'm, I'm not gonna lie I thought the graphics were really, really good. The gameplay was really good. But I do think the levels... I don't... I'm not really a Warhammer player. So I don't really know the lore and the background around around Warhammer. Um, but I did find the levels to be very samey-samey. They wasn't very, like... There wasn't big differences between the levels. Like, there's probably, like, six levels we saw. And they're all very dark. They all look pretty much the same. And barely tactical. Tell me if you believe this any different to what I'm saying. It seemed like if I played one of each level and then I went back to play one of the ones I played at the beginning, I probably wouldn't be able to tell which one I've done. I couldn't tell which levels I've completed because they all seemed very samey-samey. And I, when we was playing Dark Tide, um, even though the game is so smooth, it's so it just feels nice. It feels like a finished game. I honestly was thinking of Back to Blood because I was like, Back to Blood's the same sort of game as this, but the levels are so different. You're in like a shopping centre or you're going through the woods or you're going through a car park with all cars in it. And it was outside, it was light and it was like different environments. 
Whereas I thought Dark Tide didn't have the different environments. Um, Ross, you you saw, you've seen both games, Ross, haven't you? Yeah, I've also played Dark Tide, and I actually enjoyed it. Um, what, like Dark Tide itself is an interesting concept in terms of like the Warhammer people have finally got a game that has all the lore in to the point of like the first part of the game. I was playing through with a couple of friends of mine who love Warhammer to bits, who are starting up a company yeah. actually painting Warhammer figures for their jobs, and they're telling me all about this lore. I was going through. I was like, oh, this is really good. But if I've never learnt the lore, it's just it's like a part of the game that's just not there for the, like, you need the to, casual you see, player. You need to have a history and know the law. For, you need to have an interest in that stuff. And then that game yeah, exactly. pops for you. Like each character, like there's different types. It's like the big brute, there's the fighter, there's the stabby guy. But then I went through them all with my friends who knew everything about the law. And they were telling me about each individual character. And like even the weapons are part of the law. Like the big brute guy, yeah. he doesn't chuck grenades. He chucks grenade boxes because chucking a grenade box without like making them blow up because he's Too that slow, strong. Right? He's slow, but he's so strong. Him chucking yeah, he's that grenade basically box a tank, is good isn't he? enough. Yeah, he can just go oof. How does he go? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of stuff because because if you think about it, every game is always a throw a grenade, throw a grenade, throw a grenade, and that's cool, it's fun. But if you can throw a whole box of grenades, now we're talking. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, like twelve have... of them at the same time. Uh, Barely tactical said so. Ross needs a Warhammer law lesson. <laughs> Barely, if you want to give me a Warhammer war lesson, everybody and does. We can do a video on it. I'm more than happy for that. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but this is a good question that he brought up now, and maybe the rest of you guys can chime in. Uh, let's talk specifically lore for a second. Myself, I, I like some of the lore. I don't get super deep into it because there's so much of it in some of the games that I just, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I just want to play the game. I'm yeah. not saying the lore is bad. It's just that they, ha- it's just like volumes, and there's no way I'm going to read volumes of lore. Yeah, well, I think that's that's a good part of the answer is the fact that we don't know. We just saw the game and played it. We don't know a lot about the background, about the internals of the game. We just played through it as any other game. Um, like we picked up Back for Blood and we played through it as any other game. Obviously, there's not that whole history with that, so it's obviously easier to pick up. So maybe that was the issue that we was getting. Because um, for me, I just found it very dark and very repetitive. And even Barely Tactical that loves it says like it was a bit grindy. And it was a bit grindy. It was like, do the same thing again. After I'd done four of the levels, I was a bit like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do another one. It's like, I'm not feeling like, oh, I want to see what's next. I was getting, oh, do I want to do another go? Or should I just go and watch a film? You know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's so... Like one of the things where you want to play for it or do you want to watch a film where you can actually enjoy it and yeah. instead of trying to grind through something where you're not feeling like you're getting any reward for it, it just feels like all you're getting is a slight level up. And yeah. then for that slight level up, you're not getting anything that good. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then what that made me do was I actually, when we was playing it, I actually said to Comic, I was like, eh, it's all right, uh, but I I just feel like Back for Blood would be more fun for us because it would be open, it's outdoors, it's airy, and, like, it's real environments that you can, like, relate to. Like, you're walking for a car park, and then you're going on the roof of a lorry into a building, and we're all, like, got our guns. And, and I'm, I, I just honestly think, back for blood, I was like, we should do a gaming session on that. So we did a gamer night where we played Dark Tide, and then since then, over Christmas, we've done two gamer nights where we've played black, back for blood. Now, a lot of people wanted to pay back for Blood on the second game of night, and they were like, 
oh, but you lot played the first bit of the level already. I can't jump in now. And we was like, no, because what we're doing, we've got a four that are playing through. And then what happens is every other four people that turn up, we just build another four. Or we do it where if we're on campaign two and someone hasn't started the game before, they'll do campaign one, we'll do campaign two, but we all play the game in night at the same time. Um, and I, I've had loads of fun with it. We literally played, um, I don't know, I think there's like six campaigns on there, is there? There's a few campaigns on there, I don't know how many. But what happens Jesus. is you get a few dots, I think there's like eight different levels in each one. And it basically takes you from a starting point and it goes through and you go through each level and every level you get racked up all of your money. You get these these things called cards and you can build a deck. Um, and what happens is when you go into the game, you can have 15 cards, 15 cards out of however many you've got and you unlock these as you go through the game. So it might be like one's like one card might be like, oh, you've got an extra grenade slot. One might be like you're going to bring for the team 5% more ammo could be reload speed there's hundreds of these cards and uh, so everybody builds their character around these cards you also get these points at the end of the level by how many people you've killed um i can't remember what they were called uh, there were certain points for something but what they do is they allow you to go through and unlock all the new stuff like skins uh, outfits for characters so the replayability is crazy because if i've played the game for say six months longer than you then basically i'll have all these new skins so you'll get on and have the basic skin for someone I might have them in a full like body armor suit. Um, so it's basically like everyone can just continue to play the game and just keep unlocking. And it's pretty much drop in, drop out. And it's pure arcade. It's like going to the arcade. There's no strategy about it at all. It's like literally run and gun. Literally, we get in the map. It's like bang, 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 bang. Zombies are running at you from every direction. And then it's like, oh, there's a boomer. Shoot him. He explodes. And then it's like, oh, there's one that's got this big mallet and he's coming after you. And, you know, and... They've sort of gone down the... I'd say, like, how Borderlands is with the with the loot. It's a really weird setup. With the, it's a weird setup with the guns because you pick the two guns you want, a heavy gun and a light gun. So you, I've got... I carry a shotgun, and I, which is my main gun, and I carry, like, a little Uzi. And what happens is, at the end of every level, you get a loot box on the floor where you can... if As you've killed so many people, you make money as you go through the game. As you make that yeah. money, you then... At the end of every start of every level, you can go and it gives you a random few pieces of, of guns. So, like, I'll go to that box and I might have, say, my shotgun, and it might be like, oh, there's an orange level legendary um, silencer for it, and I can buy that. But then for everybody else, it'll be different. So, you're randomly building these guns. So, my shotgun at the moment is currently, you've got like the level green, then it goes to blue, then it goes to purple, then it goes to orange, then it goes to red, I believe. Um, legendary is orange, Fortnite. and I can't remember. What, I can't remember what red is because I didn't have a red one, but Leo had a red one. Um, and basically, what happens is, as you're running around the map, you find these, or you can buy them at the shop. So over the period of like the first three levels, four levels, there's no levels on the gun, so it can't be like Borderlands where it's like, oh, I've got an orange legendary gun, but it's only up to level ten, and I'm now level twenty, yeah. so it's too weak. This is more like I've just got this gun. And I've got all orange parts on it, which are legendary now. So I'm running around with all these orange parts. Once I've got that gun, I put that back on a rack, I take a different one, and I go and find them. Um, and it gives you that, like, as as you kill a boss and all the bits of loot drop on the floor or whatever, or when you open a box up when you're out in the game, the loot opens up and everybody runs over there to grab it because there's only one of them. So it's like, oh, there's an orange. Oh, someone else got it. And you're like, ah. But it's the same with money and stuff like that. So as you go around the, around the map, you find money, like in piles, 
But obviously, if I'm in front, I can go and get all the money, and I can buy more stuff. But so it doesn't really promote teamwork. It kind of promotes a dog eat dog kind of <laughs> yeah, mentality in the much. game. It's just like... I was going to say that you can still have fun playing together, but it sounds like teamwork. Yeah, went but down the thing the is, <laughs> it's got a good dynamic because it is like that. Like you bastard, why'd you pick that up? I want it. Oh, let me have that. It's like that, but it's also you have to have teamwork because you can't get through the level without teamwork. You really need to work together. Like if there's only one health pack and the person on the team who's got the lowest life doesn't have it, then they're going to die and you're going to lose perks because you haven't, you haven't done it like at the right time. So it's pretty much like you've got to think about what you're taking and what you're, what you're doing. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So they can give, they can give. That's what it's like. What would, I, I asked you before, but maybe you should tell us that nobody can go ahead on level so that, like if I joined in and you guys are already through three acts or something, that I'm gonna be way behind because no, that, that can't happen. Because you don't have your character doesn't have a level, you don't go up levels. So your character is just your character. Um, imagine it like this: if you used to play, say, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and you used to go into a fight, and then you've got like the Ultimate Edition where if you kill certain people, you get unlock unlock new outfits. It's just right. like that. When you go in there, you've got no extra. You just look different. So when we start level, if you've got a new skin that you've unlocked randomly, you could put that skin on and then you just go back into the level. You're just if you've played the game for a hundred hours or one hour, you're gonna have the same. You're gonna have the same person, but just looking different. Um, and it promotes How having many fun can in you a have? game. Four? Can you have four weapons? It's two three. weapons. You have a small weapon and a large weapon. Um, but the, the other tricky thing is, and I don't know this because I'm too scared mm-hmm. to um. To, to drop my gun uh cheers for that comic really appreciate that sub and matt earlier sorry i didn't say it but cheers matt as well um for the sub so with the guns you can run around and you find guns around the level but you're like shit scared to pick up that gun so you pick up that gun you drop yours and sometimes you're like shit I've, I've picked up a different gun i've got a different gun and you run back to the area to see if your gun's there because if someone else has come along your teammate and they say, oh, legendary gun. They pick it up. That's theirs then. It's not yours anymore. Um, right. So you've got to be very careful. It's like, it is pretty much dog eat dog, but it is really fun. Um, it sounds and- a lot like Fortnite because Fortnite goes somewhat on, on that same kind of thing where you go and open up boxes and all kinds of guns come out and you can take whatever you want. If, if, your part- if your partner's there yeah, with you, he's, he's going to go ahead and pull them all out too. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I. I'm used to that. That sounds okay. Have you got someone talking in the background, Gray? Not me. No, that was me. That's oh, Joe. I was baffled I there. I was so <laughs> baffled. I was looking I around. I, I, was going, anything. I, was going, I like, can't imagine there's a man that? behind Gray talking. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the show because your camera's not on. I forgot. And you was like, oh, that's no, me. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> My bad. Shell has to compete with Joe and dogs. Yeah. So, you know, hey. uh, Irish guy's yep. like, hello, Joe. Um, hello, Joe. But yeah, Irish Garden just said leveling doesn't really have an impact for lesser level players. Um, I feel like the game just promotes fun. It just wants you to have pure fun with your mates. It's just a mess around, run through, try try and get to the end of the level. Have we scheduled the next one yet? Let's go. Um, Well, what we've done is me, Matt, uh, Lion, Twin, um, and Zach. Zach couldn't get in because some other dude jumped in. He came late, but we couldn't kick the guy out. So the guy just played through with us and, and Zach was just sitting there. Um, but basically, that is what we're one gonna... problem though. Teams of four is kind of tough. Yeah, well, it's teams of four, but eight. you could do it with two teams of three. 
um, what I would like people to do, if possible, is if anyone, when I put these gaming events out, if anyone's interested in getting in there, all you've got to do is click the event button to say interested. And then what I can do is I can schedule teams. So, like, it's going to be on the basis of the first people that, that get into the room on that night are going to be the first people to get into a team. Because, obviously, if you're if the game start, starts at 9 o'clock and you jump in at 9 or, or 10 to 9, the first four people are going to be listed into a into a match. Then the next four people that come in, they'll go into a match. The next four will go into a match, and that's the way it will go. You can do the game with two people in a team, um, but you can have up to four. You, I think you just get more continues and stuff. But the game is pretty much you go from A to B and then the end level, A to B, end the level, A to B. You do that until you run through the whole area. So how can I explain it? Imagine we was at my house, yeah, and we needed to get to graze. There was, there was a pandemic of zombies everywhere. It would be like, right, <laughs> start off at Nick's house. We need to get from here to the airport. That will be like level one, running from here down the streets, past all the cars to the airport. Then the level finishes. Level two will be going through the airport to the plane, and then the plane will fly over, and then it will be... Do you know what I mean? And that's how Left yeah. for Dead and um, Back for Blood work. It's, it's every level's a different area, but you're running through something, and they all line up in a, in a line to the end of the campaign. And then you have about six campaigns, I think it is, which are totally separate. Um, in the, the first campaign we did, it was pretty good. You started off going through, like, a load of houses. Then we went through car parks and tunnels. Um, and then as it got closer to the end of it, we started going through these woods. And then we found, like, the um, like these, the lair for all the zombies. And we went down into their underground lair. And we was, like, smashing up all their bosses. And there was all bosses coming out of, like... It really felt like it was um, made over Stranger Things, going into the under, the uh, upside down. Upside down, yeah. And it was pretty cool. But yeah, so now, that's uh, cool. Back for you Blood. actually play Upside Down. Imagine what a challenge that would be. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> um, but yeah, Back for Blood, you can get it on CD keys for ten ninety nine, or you can get it on Xbox Game Pass. Um, for free. For, for, it's not free, but you pay ten ninety nine or whatever oh, it is in Game Pass for all the games. Almost free. Um, and Dark Tide... Uh, I don't know about Dark Tide. You can get that on there as well. I don't know. I've, I think you need to, you do need to be someone that knows about that game. It's got to be an interest to you, you know? It's so. a good game, even without the interest, but at the same time, a bit grindy. It'll be fun for the first couple of hours, I mm. think, then. After that, you might get bored, or you might want to test out some of the other characters. Um, hopefully, in the future, they do release night updates, because if you can run around in big, giant, hulking battle armor and titan armor mm. and they bring in like ships or they bring in like different cruisers or different things in the warhammer universe i think it'll make it a bit more interesting but yeah. until they do that i feel like it's a it's a it's not a bad game but it's not like a fantastic game it's a game to play it's I, a good I game think to the play. quality of the game is very good the, yeah the way they finalize and everything the graphics the smoothness you know, most games are coming out now broken. That game, I didn't have oh. one fault with that game whatsoever. It just got repetitive and just didn't hold me in long enough. Um, but Back for Blood definitely did. And obviously I love um, uh, Left for Dead and stuff. And because, I'm not going to lie, because I have got an Xbox now, I was always an achievement hunter before. Um, so now I've sort of got back into not just playing the games, but if I'm playing it on an Xbox or it's on Xbox Live... I want to get all the achievements in every game. So, Ross, we might have an achievement war coming on. And if anyone oh. wants to get on this with us, if anyone wants to get in this achievement war with us, 
um, you can just get on the Discord and put in your Xbox gamer tag to everyone. We'll all add each other, um, and then yeah, it'll just be like a war of games. Exactly. I I will win, but it's all right. We can How many points you got? <laughs> uh, at the moment, only uh, like from the last week, I've only gained three hundred extra gamer score. Uh, but I've got what fifty six thousand something. Yeah, so you've got around the same as me. Yeah, but. Like, if I try, I will win. That's what you think. <laughs> Listen up. But you haven't, you haven't seen me when I get my mind to something yet. I think uh, Shell will wipe you all out. I think I've done 350 points in the last day. In the last day? Ooh, ooh. very nice. <laughs> Are you, did, you, did I add you on my Xbox? I'm not sure if you did or not, but if you guys do want to add me on Xbox, just search. He's a Ross Light. Ross Light on YouTube. Ross Light on here. Ross Light on Twitch. Ross Light on there. Uh, <laughs> if you want to fight, do cross platform with a. They don't do cross platform just PlayStation and the others, right? Uh, no, do PlayStation. They? they do have the opportunity. If PlayStation wanted to play ball, they could have cross platform, but PlayStation doesn't want to do that because PlayStation is PlayStation. Um, uh, well, that's if dumb. you want to. Find me on anywhere. Uh, just search up Ross Light on uh, Linktree. Type in linktree.com uh, Ross Light and you should find my link and it'll show you all my social medias. All, all 5,000 of them. You'll just have to sift through them for 10 minutes to find them. Uh... Can I see your Linktree? I really want to see it. Can I see it? <laughs> uh, just right. type in Linktree into Google. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, quick bit of news for my second thing, uh, which is just a bit of news. Um, Star Citizen. Obviously, we're waiting for 8.18 update to come out, or 3.18. Um, it's been delayed again. So they're saying it's going to come out probably mid-January, like the 15th or something, um, hopefully, to like the PU. Um, it's being tested at the moment. When that does release, I'll put messages out on Discord. If anyone wants to get into Star Citizen at that point, that's the time you want to jump in. Uh, we're going to be playing it. If I get on stream, I'll be playing it. But it'll just be pissing around. It won't be like actually pushing for game for all the new stuff um the minute 318 drops i'm on it and i'm expecting everybody else to come on it um so if anyone wants to learn about star citizen that's the day to come on keep an eye on the discord uh the discord's just extreme pc uk um and yeah we'll go from there basically um the next thing i was going to say uh is another bit of news and this was from dead pet so thank you dead pet for sending this in um if anybody and today is what's the date today grade fifth today's the fifth of january um basically Kerbal Space Program and Shadow Tactics um is free on Epic for the next how long is it? Well to be specific, Kerbal Space Program is the first one because the second one that's coming out in February is the new will be the new one. The Shadow Tactics is Echo's Choice, which is a standalone DLC because the original game is Shadow Tactics, obviously. Uh but it's all free on Epic and I think a lot of people forget Epic puts out free games every Thursday and I make it a point of going there every Thursday. I must have uh, no. He's joke, got five hundred games from them. He's never played. One no, of them. I, I I paid for three games on Epic, and the other thirty-five are all free. <laughs> so every for me, Kerbal Space Program. I played that when it first came out, um, and it was early access, and it didn't have a lot in it, um, and it looked really fun. But I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I couldn't bother to play the tutorial, and well, I only played it for about half an hour and got off. If you liked that or you liked certain aspects of it, everything I've read about the second one coming out is that they went after all the things that people were hard complaining about on the first one and fixed all of it. Oh, right. So now now you're going to be able to do a lot more things. Yeah, for people that don't know about Kerbal Space Program, um, it's basically, the only way I can describe it is you see Gru and the Minions. It's like Minions, 
building space rockets with real physics and you have to get to is it the moon or is it just any planet and the whole point uh, is about building these rockets isn't it and they flip i believe fly. it's pretty it's pretty much to the moon for for now but it's it's like you said you have to learn the physics if you build you can't just build a rocket and think it's just going to fly automatically you could be doing something wrong and it'll just go up and explode or it'll just crash back down again yeah so it actually takes some talent and some which is good it's, it's a challenge and it should be a challenge um so the new one is supposed to have a lot more features and a lot of the if i wanted to go to the moon i'd just make a really tall ladder yeah that'll work space elevator from the earth to the moon yeah that'll work <laughs> you can use a uh, carbon to actually create that because carbon's a really versatile material and it's uh the the strength of it is actually stronger than steel. You can get like nanocarbon fibers to create a lift into space. That'd be really cool. They've talked about space elevators for many, many years, and and the basic physics behind it is true. You could build one. It, so- it sounds weird, but you can like straight. They were thinking about like, well, why don't we just build one from here to the space station? Really? So cool. rockets over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very feasible to do. It's gonna it's gonna be costly. It's a lot. It's a lot cheaper to send a craft up to you know dock with a space station than it does to build a space elevator. But it can be done. Do it. And if, and if you see some of the what do you do when you get stuck in actually, the lift? You know... It's not like the fire brigade can come and get you. <laughs> exactly. Halfway up. Like, <laughs> well, I guess this is it. <laughs> there we was have a, a dead person on the lift I, again. <laughs> I don't know if it was a movie or a TV series where they had the lift and there was you know the space elevator and they were showing like what could happen and it made for some really cool action scenes when some of it broke down and they're trying to you know there was another one across this way and they had to jump through space to get to it so for some to jump through, hoops, no, to hold through space um, that falling down would be terrifying yeah exactly uh, just like i'm out in space just so. quickly uh just a nice guy says by the way you speak of achievement race on xbox but what about steam do you know what i came from xbox years ago from 360 when i used to be like an achievement hunter and I used to have competitions with everybody around me about it. Um, and then when I went on to Steam back in the days, they started having like achievements on there. But I find the achievements on Steam, there's just so many the of them. Same. They're not the they same. They don't hit the same. Nah, there's a million yeah, of them on each game. And it's like, they're just popping up all you, the time. You like... press left click. Have this achievement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got bored of this game as well. Congratulations. You, you... You took your hat off. You got an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are like that. There's loads of them. Um, Steam's actually quite in-depth, and it's quite good if you collect all the card packs and you unlock them. You can sell the cards for pennies. What other things do you know that lets you buy and sell real money like of cards? In, like yeah, my the only son's... thing I heard about with Steam is there are some real fanatics on the Steam cards. I'm not one of them, but yeah. Uh, but people are really into My sons, every time stuff. they play a game, they sell them cards for like 7p each or whatever. Um, and then... Every couple of weeks and that, he's got like a, a new few quid to buy a skin for like a CSGO gun or something. That's yeah, with me, does. the cards aren't really worth it. It's like I get the card for free and I find out I can sell it for five cents. Oh, wow. I'm, if that really makes or breaks that one. Yeah, but you bought the game <laughs> for 10 quid. a while ago. Put them all up, sale, and got rid of the ones I didn't care about. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about, I was thinking about I doing that show. Then when I added it all up, it was like if I sold them all, I get 70 cents. Ooh. Yeah, but I've actually all, got quite a few dollars my... out of it. Yeah, so, so it's do not I. Too bad. If I, I went on overall, there, I've done it. I've done it like twice, and I've sold like I had hundreds, and I was just getting rid of them all. I think I got like seven to. 10, yeah. Uh, not per one, but per like go. Well, the just thing is, of lots of people don't realize if you go into your Steam library and you go to inventory and you look at what you've got, 
if you've got steam for like over 10 years and you've got like stuff from a long time ago um yeah. like i've got stuff from games before what was that game uh the first battle royale uh was it in, it was built in armor or something i've got gun skins and that in steam for like them games from ages ago do you remember when we was playing that game that they sent me the um testing for it oh what was it called it was like um first person shooter and we we had servers for it and we was like number one for the servers and they was texting me from brazil on that all the time Nah, what was it called oh my god if i open my steam thing it's gonna mess up my cameras but don't worry uh, no. oh i've got one here for tempe yeah well i've got just, a gun just... skin that's a legendary on this game and it's worth like 15 quid I, I haven't looked at H1Z1 is the first one which I've got skins for, but the game I'm talking about... I think the problem with Steam and getting cards is I've been playing so much on the Game Pass, and even on Epic, I don't even play anything on Steam the last year. So I don't even know if I'll get any cards. Yeah, uh, what is it called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Leo was like, he he came like one of the first, the best players in the world on this game. Um everybody's right h1z1 empyrean pubg oh no that's not it oh where is it man i've got like so many games to go through to find it <laughs> i'm going down the list oh, so people. You're, i'm going you're down never the gonna list. find it i want to find it search you knew the name and then it came out that it was a game for hackers um oh it's so annoying that's the actual name of the game game for hackers <laughs> <laughs> um, if i go to my if i go to Hacker my thing steam uh, and I go to games, my games, uh, all games, by how long I've played them, it might come up there because I played it. Ballistic Overkill. There you Ballistic go. Overkill. The name sounds a bit overkill, not going to lie. Is that, that was actually a really uh, good game. I've never heard of that. It was actually a really good game. You got like every level, you got like one crate. It was at the height of when CSGO was like massive for skins and skin trading. Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good pretty good game to be fair we played it quite a lot um but anyway we're just, just rabbiting on about rubbish uh let's move back to like the next thing we've got gonna... uh, it's all games yeah it's all games. It's all um the next thing we want to talk about we've got a, a question was sent in from callum um we'll do the same as normal i'm going to read it out topic for podcast tonight uh with the huge success of the steam deck do you think we'll see the return of the steam machine as a desktop they flopped last time but maybe the market's different now uh, and a desktop Steam Deck uh, with a more powerful GPU could be very popular. What's people's views on that? Hmm. I think he's got yeah. a point because I know when we talked about it before, we were saying that people that just can't afford to get any kind of real computer, real PC, could fudge around with a Steam Deck and actually play decent at 1080p, you know, on a halfway decent monitor. Now, if you are able to outboard that to a, to a portable G- GPU, uh, you know, maybe now you're talking. And it still mm. would be, maybe would be cheaper than a whole computer. I don't know. Nah. See, the whole point of the Steam Machine, what actually happened was, the whole point of the Steam Machine was built on, it was built on Linux. So Linux is open source. Yeah. So basically, all they wanted to do is, they wanted to take the games and all of that side of it away from Windows, and they wanted to have their own operating system, because then they can literally sell computers as a Steam box, which if it's got Steam in it, and it's called Steam Box, and it's there running running that it puts more puts more on to valve and to steam um over the long run and it was just a version of like cut down linux with nothing on it but purely for gaming so like when you get windows downloaded you've got fifty thousand different programs on it haven't you? but 
Yeah. If you if you haven't got that all that crap on it and you've got it just basic for gaming, then it's a much cleaner, much more powerful because it's not running everything. Uh, and that's what they wanted to try and do. The problem was they opened it up so that everybody could download it and everybody could like use it open source to build these computers. I even downloaded Steam, the Steambox OS. Um, and I was, it was good for me because I was going to build computers and then I don't have to pay for Windows. I put that on it, sell it to somebody, and they can run it straight away. Um, and it would be perfect. Now, what happened was it just went all wrong and no one actually, I don't think it ever came out. I mean, I don't think they need to go back and try Steam Machine again. All, all I was saying is for people that just pl- flat out can't afford it, Steam Deck is not is an option. Yeah. You can't hook it up. You can't put it on a monitor. You can't play 1080p or at least 720. What do you so, mean? The Steam Deck can be can be hooked up to a monitor and played at 720. Yeah, but you're talking about Steam Deck. He's not talking about running it on Steam Deck. He's just talking no, know, about it coming back Machine. because of the Steam Deck. It's actually a desktop OS. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But I'm saying Steam Deck actually acts like a desktop in a way, but it's much cheaper. So if you really, really wanted to get into games that badly... And you didn't want to be... Yeah, but when you get a Steam Deck, you get Windows with it anyway, don't you? No, I don't think it's run on Windows. You can run Windows on it. So it's got, its, own, can... it's got its own little OS it runs. You can, right, you can bork it and put Windows 11 on it. People have done it. Windows 10, but that's, you know... That's but the whole point of it, surely, surely if you're getting a Steam Deck, it comes out of the box with something that plays games on it, because that's its job. Right. So you, you well, mobile do wise, that. I mean, it's not mobile, but you, you're handholding a small machine that you can play just about any of your Steam games with. But if you hook it to a monitor, you can get it to be a larger format so that you can play in a larger monitor. So it's kind of cheating, but you can do it. If you can't afford it, it's better than nothing. I don't yeah. know what you're saying, Gray, but the Steam box, I believe, is it coming back as a console. I don't think that'll be. No, it all came it. back as Steam. Bo- all the Steam boxes got converted into Steam decks, where they slim it down, make it more sleeker, make it more portable, and make it more powerful. I feel like yes, that'll become more successful there because the powerfulness of the Steam Deck is it's a portable PC in your hand. You can take it anywhere. You can dick about with it a bit, and it's just quite interesting in terms of like download any games and run them quite moderately it's just an upgraded switch which is amazing to grab but also at the same time it's not something like for me when i play games i like to be sitting down and playing my games and um i don't really travel as much as i used to to play a switch now that's going to change within the next year so i might be going more towards that section but at the same time if the steam brought out its own steam os and stuff like that I feel like they'd be doing a disservice to the new product they've got compared to like trying to go back to an old product, what failed. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I can see you on a Steam Deck, Ross, because you'll be traveling on a train from show to show and you'll be playing all your games. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> One of my friends really highly recommended me to get He just got a Steam Deck himself and he's like, Ross, with your trip that's coming up soon... You really should get a Steam Deck See, I, for like what you can do with it. I can't do that. Like I understand that, like Ross, you carry your Switch with you around, you carry your VR around because you love gaming. But I can't do that. I honestly feel like if I'm if I was going on a train from here to say Scotland, I'd probably play it because I'm on a train for so long, and I'd be like, oh, I'm bored for an hour. I'll play this. Oh, let's do something else. I'll play for a little bit. But it's just not me to have a portable computer on me to go around with. 
um, all day. But getting back to the question as well, um, I think Cal's talking about um, just as a de desktop operating system, because they've done so well with the Steam Deck, bringing out the next thing, which will be uh, a box or the operating system again for computers. I personally don't think it'll ever work because everyone on PC has all got Windows 10 or 11 already. Um, it would be big. To, it, it would You'd have to have so much to keep up with Windows, you know? It's like even a Mac, yeah. people don't game on a Mac because it hasn't got all the problem, all the issues that you can have with Windows to fix things and change things and files. So I don't think it would ever come back. I think the days of the Steam box is gone. Um, yeah. I, I think you've got more chance of them bringing out a console because you could easily make a console or or streaming machine for the TV. But then again, why would they do that? They've done a Steam box before and it flopped. So. I you think know. they they found a niche and it is a decent little niche, so it's been successful for them. So they'll just keep. And great, the they kind of, they kind of have brought out the Steam Box again on Tesla's baby. You can play Steam <laughs> on Tesla anywhere on the go. Yeah, I, <laughs> can I you play it on the go? There are massive amount of accidents that are going to go up now because you're trying to play and drive. Well, no, there won't be no accidents really because the car's fully automated, so it drives itself while you're playing computer. Oh, there you go. The perfect gaming machine. Add RGB <laughs> for extra speed. What, what extras imagine, did you get with your imagine, PC? Oh, I got a car. That's right. I had a car wrapped around my PC. <laughs> imagine if you're driving the car and you're playing Forza on the game, and the car thinks you're, you really are Forza. And yeah, it gets sudden, muddled up. You shoot all, all of a sudden, it thinks the windscreen's the monitor. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know. I, how, how do you all feel about getting into an automated car? I would love it well, if it was not didn't have the problems it does have. I feel like there still needs to be human interaction. I think it's another ten years away before it's well, fully put it this automated. Way. I've just sent back a car. Yeah. I've got yeah. a courtesy car. I've literally sent it back today. Um, it's only um, this year plate. It's only a Corsa. Yeah, so it's not like a major, nice or technological car. It, the wait, cars wait, now wait, got what, such. What? They got features wait, that wait, I hate. What? I'm going to start buying answer? older cars because I hate the features on the new cars. This car, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I don't indicate when I should. If I'm crowd changing lane, I'm like, uh, nah, you're I can't one be of bothered with that shit. Anyway, this car. Driver. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, would, I would be going crazy. You're not putting the directionals on or anything. You fucking idiot. Gray, your car oh, still no, got that no, one's just a little board that you press the button and it flicks out from behind the car. <laughs> you have to tuck it back in again. I, w I want the old style with the hands. You know, yeah. Like hands right, left, no, but this, right. the new technology, it's going too far, I feel, man. Like, this car, I'm fighting this car. I don't feel like I'm in control of this car anymore. I'm driving down the motorway. It's driving me in the lane, constantly. In this new car, you, you can't... you have lane assist. No, you can't... You can turn that off. No, you can't even turn it off in my car, yeah? You can press the what? button to turn the major lane assist off, but it still tries to keep you in the middle of the road. It's annoying. And the thing is, if I'm trying to change lane, like I'm driving on the motorway, which I drive a lot, yeah. and I look, there's nothing in my mirror, there's nothing around, so I just go to move lane, yeah? Because there's nothing around me. It's just me on the road. What happens is, like, nope. I turn the steering wheel, it bloody turns it back! And I'm fighting the car to get in the lane. I'm like, get over there. So you can't pass somebody who's slow now. It's like, oh, you just sit but, there behind But the you. thing is, there's so much technology in the car now that it's not, I don't feel, I don't feel like, I think it's going to cause me an accident because it's trying to be too safe. Like if I'm driving behind say a lorry and I see a gap there, I'm like, oh, switch into there. That's all right. Not anymore. You fighting it. You'll be stuck in the middle of the lane somewhere trying to fight a car. 
And I've heard of a lot. I, 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 I like. I will how say that I like themselves. agree and disagree because we have a 2021 G, and it's got all the mod cons. It's very fancy. And uh, about two, three weeks after we had it, I was driving to work, and all of a sudden it starts screaming at me, blaring at me on the dashboard. It's like fucking break it's just yelling at me and i'm like what 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 <laughs> yeah. there was nothing around nothing in front of me nothing behind me there was nothing and it scared the absolute crap yeah. out of me and i was and just you like panic. what yeah i pa- I, sl- I did i i bro- i braked broke braked really hard and there was nothing there so i was more likely to cause an accident in that yeah. moment than being and then try and tell so, your insurance that yeah. the car done it <laughs> yeah, yeah the car told me to break so i did but the thing is i don't it- Listen to this then. In London, yeah, I'm driving around in London, so I'm driving around at under five miles an hour, yeah, because it's solid traffic. And the car, <laughs> every time I pull forward, yeah, the first thing it does, it turns the radio off to tell me there's a car in front. I'm like, the car's three meters away from me. And it's like, bleep, 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 there's a car in front. And I'm like, I'm a courier driver in London, say, yeah. I'm trying to get in and out of all these little gaps. And every time I try and pull forward, the car slams the brakes on and I literally hit my face on the steering wheel. <laughs> Everybody, there's a thousand people walking up and down the high street next to me, yeah, in like Oxford Street. Uh, and I'm like, it slams the brakes on every two seconds. Like, I mean, it anchors them. Like, so I'm obviously, if you're in a passenger when someone breaks their car, you fly forward because you're not ready for it. So yeah. that happens and I hit the steering wheel and then I look out the window and everyone's looking at me like, why are you slamming the brakes on for? And I'm, I'm, it's got to the point where my windows were open. I'm like, weren't me, it was a car. Do you know what I mean? And it's like... Yeah. And, they're, and then they're you, sitting there going like, sure, blame it on the car. Yeah, you yeah. can't even switch it off. But I remember if you That's stalled your crazy. car at traffic lights, everyone would look Wait, at you and laugh. You... Now, your car switches off at the traffic lights anyway. Yeah, you can't... that I've ever, ever read, you can switch it off. There's got to be something you're No, um, Comic Clown just said, surely you can turn all that off. The more modern they're getting, the less settings you've got. So on the first, the first high, my car that I've got, it can park itself on that, but it doesn't have any assists on the lanes or anything. So if I pull up at any space, it can be parallel, it can be L-shaped, it can be angled. I can press a button on my dashboard and my car will drive itself. I let go. I don't do it, to be fair. I'm too scared. But it will drive itself mm-hmm. forward and it will reverse itself backwards and forwards into the space perfectly. But I don't like using it. When my car got mm-hmm. crashed, I had three different hire cars. One of them had lane assist on it. And I was like, this is weird. And it would speed itself up and down with the um, traction control. Uh, what do you call it? Um, an auto, autopilot thing. Cruise control. Cruise control. Cruise. Um, yeah. and, but this last one I had, it basically, you could. it's got one button to switch it off. But even when you switch it off, it still does it. So it keeps the car in the lane. It speeds up and slows down. It's pretty much automates driving itself. It turns in the motorway. It keeps you in the middle of the lane turning, and it goes up, slows up, and beats up. See, I will say I love cruise control and lane assist to save my butt. A few. So I actually love it. But when it's yelling at me to break when there's nothing around, I don't love that. <laughs> it's like it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. Shit. <laughs> it's it, comes down to you, it comes down to user error. You got to go in there and learn how to do the settings, man. Do the that settings. There's one button, Gray. Mine has buttons like all over the place where you turn all these little features off. That's so right. So learn. Yeah. See, See so you learn that. Car's got a touchscreen where basically you go into the settings and you turn. Yeah, all you can. Stuff you, you can make it more powerful than that. But in this one that I was in, this is a seventy plate, so it's brand new. Um, well, seventy plate. When's that? It's like, I think is that now. I don't know. Anyway, you had one button to turn off the lane assist, but it still worked when it was off. Like, for safety, it's still there. User, so if I don't indicate error. and I turn into the next lane, it pulls me back. User error, Nick. I'm sorry. It's not user, user error. error. 
Dude, you gotta get, you gotta find out what the settings are. I'm telling you. You can't talk anyway. Your cars over there don't even have a gear stick. No, no, no. But I, I know you. Your attention span to stuff like that is real short. So you're gonna be looking at the book and learn how to turn it off. I'm I'll tell you what. My attention span is when the car keeps breaking for me and turning me into different places, and I'm literally fighting it to stay in the, to get out of the lane. I mean. Granted, they might be making it difficult to turn it off. I, I get, I, I agree with you there. But there is a way to do it. There's got to be a way. Do you know what? It. There's been massive. Um, I was talking to someone who was a lorry driver the other day. Um, did you know all uh-huh. Arctic lorries over here? I know over there they're different. You have them like massive road trains and all that. But over here, every single lorry is automatic, and they all have brake assist. And I was talking to some guy, and he said to me, basically, um, in a lorry. If your lorry decides, because obviously if a lorry crashes, it's really dangerous, like could pile up someone's ass or whatever. If your lorry, they've all got brake assist and they will slam the brakes on if they feel like there's something in their stopping distance. And there's loads of um, reports of people hitting the back of lorries now because the lorry slams its brakes on when it feels like something's in front and someone goes right up his ass. Um, but apparently, the ins- I, I thought to myself, how does this go down with insurance companies? I'm sure they don't like it. <laughs> like... Your car just, you know what? You have an accident. They go, "What happened?" Say, "Not me, mate. The car did it. I had no control over it." <laughs> what can they or say? Imagine when your when your uh, your premiums go up and you make a phone call and you go, "Like it wasn't my fault. It was a car that did it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't raise my premiums. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out in the car, not me. Right. Anyway, we've gone right off subject. Let's get back onto it. Um... Extreme Car PC UK. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme pain in the butt, PC. No, extreme G car. <laughs> there you go. Uh, right, oh, let's gee. move on. Um, another the game that I've been playing, uh, and this is what I said about earlier on. Um, I've been playing through It Takes Two. I'm sure Shell likes this game. Mm-hmm. What you... is that? Oh, you not played it? What is it? This is this is a U game. It's called It Takes Two. Oh yeah. So I actually bugged Joe about that and said we need to get it. He it's... bought it. I got the um, the pass to play with him. Yeah. We played it for about 10 minutes, and he never came back to it. So <laughs> it is... I'm, I'm a bit salty about this, but I do really want to play it, and it is on my list to get there um, one day. But yeah, it's on Joe. I've been playing it with my daughter. It Takes Two, it's called. And it's basically, um, the game comes on, there's a cutscene, and there's a couple, and they're arguing, and then they decide that they're going to file for divorce, and they're going to go their separate ways. Their daughter's about... So sad. Yeah, their daughter's about 10 years old. They're talking about it in the kitchen, arguing. Um, and then what happens is the girl is looking through the corner of the door and she's listening to what they're saying. And they're like, right, we're going to split up. So she runs out into the garage and she's got these two little dolls of her mum and dad that obviously where they're arguing all the time, she goes to the garage and makes out they're all happy families with this like whole secret in her head life about the, the dolls and stuff. Anyway, she gets really upset, starts crying, and her tears go onto the dolls. And all of a sudden, the life transforms like a dream from the real human beings her mum and dad to these two little dolls and what it is she's in the shed at the end of the garden it reminds me a little bit of like honey i shrunk the kids um this sounds like a like a murder mystery in a way where the young yeah. kid's been murdered and the two dolls Ooh. is the separated spirit of the of the young girl where did you get that from that well, is it's so actually, random it's, it's, the, it's <laughs> no, the parents it's so that get random. sucked into the dolls the parents get sucked it... into the dolls, so you're either playing the mum or the dad as yeah. a doll. But it's two but when players. When they came out, I remember seeing this article. They're saying this is great for couples therapy. Couples should play this if you want to learn how to get along. Oh, better, I don't think so. Me and Joe so. were just like double jump. Yeah. Press the button, you <laughs> are so. It's so easy. Yeah, better. <laughs> 
But no, what... let me ask one question: though. Are any of the dolls called Chucky? No, they're too small. I mean, they're, they're unless I'm the doll. They're like a couple of inches. They're tiny. Yeah, but so what and happens is I think the is... first boss you fight is like a vacuum cleaner. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So so what happens is the girl runs out to her garage and she goes in. She goes under the table and she cries on her dolls and the dolls come to life. All of a sudden, the parents are like, "What? What's going on? Why are we? Why am I made of wood and why am I made of plasticine?" Um, and it's like all animated. It's a really, really good graphics. It's really like smooth game. And basically, it's a bit like a platformer and a bit of a puzzle game where one of you plays the mum, one plays the dad. But it's called It Takes Two because everything you do takes two people. So mm-hmm. like Cheryl said, the first boss, and I'm going to give too many spoilers away, just the first level. The first boss, you make your way through the shed and you have to fight the vacuum cleaner. And there's this little book of love, um, which the girl reads. When she, when she reads that book, that's what put the spell on the two dolls. Now... The, the book pops up. He sounds a bit like Puss in Boots. And he's like, oh, you need to get back together. To get back together, you need to work at it. You need to make this work. And so he gives them tasks to do. And the first task is to basically get out of the shed um, and get to the get to this hoover. And you have to, it's like a boss battle. But the whole point... And like with that as well is like, there's a part of the story there because they start arguing or kind of having this conversation about the fact that he was meant to fix this vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So as you, as you go through the game, I'm sure there's more like, oh, you left this line here. This, yeah, learning about each other and trying to fix their relationship. Yeah, the Very whole wholesome. the whole game's about fixing their relationship and getting back. The daughter goes into the house again, and there, so she's obviously miles away. And the whole thing is about the the two dolls, her mum and dad, working together and building their relationship as you play the game. And what happens is you just get loads of like platformery things. Um, it's really good graphics. So it's like one part of it is the girl's got the, the mum's got like a hammer, and the dad's got the nails. And what happens is there's all these like moving parts, like platforms for you to jump on and stuff. And I would have to fire that nail to hold the platform in place. And then uh, she would have to jump on and go and press a button to let me in. And everything through the game is different routes for you, for the mum and the dad. Um, and basically what you do is you go off and you have to help each other. You can't get through each part without helping the other person. And the whole game is a really good platformer um, to play through. And it's got a really good storyline. Uh, I'm, I've just got to chapter two, so I've made it out of the shed, and I'm now in a tree, arguing with some. There's a war between the wasps and the <laughs> uh, what? What'd you get? Squirrels, um, and the we've wa- got caught up in that, and like there's a whole storyline behind that. But it's a cool little like game. Uh, the game it sounds like a terrifying game. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like grounded when all the kids shrink and they run through the yard. And... It is a bit like that. Um, but obviously this is just a platformer. It's not an open world running around game. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty cool little game. Um, I'm enjoying it. And I'm, do you know what? I'm getting to sit on the sofa and play it with my daughter. So, because I've been playing it on the Xbox. So, there you go. Cool. <laughs> but, and it's free. You got the pass. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the game, you can get it for about 14 um on CD keys. And with, and with, I would say with this game as well, uh, if you buy the game, you get a free copy of like a friend pass, so the second person you play with gets to play it for free. Oh, really? Oh, so lonely yeah, people so like me who don't have anyone can play it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, it, what it means is, it means like no I could... Surprise. I, <laughs> cheers for the subscription there, uh, just a nice guy. I really, really appreciate that, man. And he said, well, surprised for... Uh, the podcast being on today, yeah, it'll be on. The podcast will be on every Thursday, unless there's a reason for me not to do it that reason that that week. Uh, the podcast will always be going ahead on the Thursdays, 9 p.m. UK time on Twitch, uh, or you can get it on iTunes and uh, Spotify or any other podcast place. 
Um, but cheers, dude. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, it takes two. It was a really good little game, and I'm I'm in chapter two, and like with the new year is a new phase for me. I'm gonna start trying to get through games, get achievements, and complete games. Um, whereas before, I was just playing in five minutes, getting taken away from it for some reason, and going and playing something else, and going and playing something else. Um, I feel like I'm sticking at these games now and really getting stuck into them. And I said to the people on the podcast as well, like, we want to start talking about more experiences in games, not just the game itself. You know, don't want to talk you, about uh, it's got this, that, and that. We want to talk about, like, the funny things that have happened. Yeah, like, Are you like, ever going to do Red level. Dead 2 story? The Red Dead 2 story? Uh-huh. Hmm, that probably... Everybody played online, and I... Because I played it on the Xbox before it came out on PC, and I did story... It, fell in love with it's it. Not it's such the, a good story. It's not the Xbox Game Pass, though, is it? I, I don't know. No, it's not. I bought it I when it came out. I don't think... But I might do. I might do very well go and do that. Because um, there's a couple of games on my radar at the moment which um, I would like to play on uh, downstairs. And that is, so far, I've got two Assassin's Creed's. Uh, I've got the Egyptian one and... What's the other Origins one? Origins and Odyssey. Origins uh, and Odyssey. Yeah, so both of them. Um... I don't know which one's better or which one I should play for you, which one's bigger, more open world. It depends. They're both really good. My favorite tends to be Orange Origins, but not by that much. But I do like Origins the best. How would you compare them to Valhalla? Well, good. interesting you asked that question. Um, I really did enjoy Valhalla. I did. It was a good game, but it's not what Assassin's Creed to me is really about, which is more Origins and Odyssey. So... Hmm. I think what's happening, and as there's going to be a spinoff game to Valhalla. Which there's a character in Valhalla called Basim, and Basim was so popular because he was more like the original type of Assassin's Creed character, and he got so popular they were going to do a DLC with him. And then they said, no, 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 wait a hold on a minute, we're just going to just do a game around this guy. So it's going to be Assassin's Creed Mirage, and it's going to come out this coming this year. And I can't wait because I want to throw, I want to go back to what I'm used to in Origins and Odyssey especially Origins. So that's going to happen. And going forward, Assassin's Creed, when they do their live service games and the, and the one in, J- in Feudal Japan that they're planning and a couple other games are all going to be more back to the basic type Assassin's Creed character that we all like from, uh, say, Origins on. It's not that for, I'm down. For me, it's more Howard. about the size of the world and how open play it is. Can well, I walk around well, and do the missions I want or do I have to follow yeah. the story? No, no. You, you, it's a huge open world that you can do a lot of stuff in. The other thing that I think Valhalla suffers from, it's not that it wasn't worth the money, it's just that they had these enormous DLCs over the last two years, so the game is so massive that nobody finishes the game. They did a survey, and they said that... Are you talking like about Valhalla now? Yeah, Valhalla. There was a tiny percentage of people that actually completed the game and all the DLCs. The majority of them only, if you count all the DLCs together... Only ended up finishing maybe thirty five percent to fifty percent of the game. It's just too yeah. big. Well, that's one thing I like about um, going back to the Xbox and the achievements and stuff, which they never used to have. Ross, when you get an achievement now, or you look at an achievement on there, it tells you the percentage of people on Xbox that have got that achievement. Yeah. So it can be like yeah. the yeah. top one under one percent have got this achievement. You think, oh, if I get that, then that's good. A lot of the better, achievements zero point one percent before. <laughs> and a lot of the games do do that, though, now. I mean, it, uh, uh, I do know uh, uh, Assassin's Creed keep those kind of statistics. So if you're in your, your uh, launcher for Ubisoft, you will see some of these things and the percentages of people that did this or that um, or achieved something and how many did. You'd be surprised. Sometimes you go into an achievement that you think was, like, not that hard, but it was cool, and you find, like, a tiny little percentage of people that actually completed it, which makes you feel a little better. Yeah. And then you find other ones where... 
the exact opposite. You don't understand how that <laughs> What he says, 99% of people have got this achievement. It's like an achievement that's like, you've switched on your computer. And you're like, yeah. why have I not got it? <laughs> it's like, you turned your head. 99% of the people actually did that. <laughs> really? Wow. Um, it's a nice guy. It says uh, It's the same for Steam, though. It's uh, just a nice guy. Not it's a nice guy. Just a nice guy. Sorry, dude. Um, one thing I was going to say. You're really pushing the, the, the Steam uh, achievements. Tell us your story about you and the Steam achievements. You obviously really like them. What's your view on them? So I can read it out and tell everybody out in the world what your view is um, and what I, you think, think about Steve's, I think Steam's brought the achievements to a, a silly level, to be honest with you. Um, not that it's not cool to see some of the achievements that you do, but some of them are just like we're making fun of it. But it's true. Some of them are really dumb. I mean, they don't really need to put about a third of those achievements on there. It's really useless. I mean, some you know, I can understand the other ones, but some are just really dumb. Great. Going off um, really dumb achievements, I just got to tell you about my favorite funny achievement that I remember from a game called Chainsaw Massacre for the Xbox. And basically, if you were to look up your character's skirt in the game, it would give you an <laughs> achievement called Pervert, Pervert. which was 15... <laughs> Where'd you go to achievements? Oh, man. On Steam. Obviously, you won't see games doing that anymore. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a oh, couple really good old ones. Achievement completion. Right, I've got it here. For which one? Uh, well, I'm oh. just going to let you know right now that on Dinosaur Hunt that I've played for 0.9 hours, I've got 1,079 of 1,079 achievements. Oh, wow. what? I'm going to say how is right. You played, what, less than an hour and you got all these <laughs> yeah. achievements? What'd you do? Hack. Hack. <laughs> I don't know. Cheater. I've never even, to, to be fair, uh, just a nice guy, I've never really looked into the achievements on there because they've always been something that it's like, there's so many of them, and I don't really feel like anyone on Steam goes for achievements on there. So I've never, I would love to, to, to do that. Some but... do. I mean, you have your completionists. Your completionists are absolutely bonkers. They have yeah. to do 100% of every... Every little thing. But it's like Tower Unite. It's got 530 achievements. Civilization, 286 achievements. Wait a minute. 530 achievements in Tower Unite? Yeah. And then you have, like, achievements in-game as well. Like, I don't know, with Tower Unite, you have, like, the little book that has achievements in-game, and I don't think they're the same as team achievements. Right, right. I would rather see the achievements in-game because, look, for instance, the game I'm playing now, God of War Ragnarok, there's a bunch of different achievements that you can get. But for me, I'm not a completionist. I do a lot of them, but I don't go for completionists. And why? If I have to sit there and, uh, for instance, I got to kill 58 of Odin's ravens. I'm like, what do you get for it? Nothing. Yeah. So if I don't get anything for it, I'm not, I don't care about achievements. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's what it's like when you're playing it on Steam. But in Xbox, it's slightly different because I, yeah. will, I will gauge that game now. Like Ross... If he plays Far Cry 5 now, the first thing he's going to do is go on there and go, what achievements has Nick got? I've got to get one more than him. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yes. That's, a, that, that's a little different. Though. Because when that's I say to him, exactly how far are you on it? I go, well, I'm one achievement in front of you. But that's not an in-game <laughs> achievement. That's an outside in, uh, game achievement. Yeah, but and that's cool. But you've not owned an Xbox, Gray, so you don't understand the scope of what I'm saying. It's a big yeah, thing yeah. to Xbox <laughs> players. Like when when yeah, I spoke to when I, I said know. to Ross, oh, I've got an Xbox at Christmas. He was like, oh, achievements. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then don't remember the conversation. I was like, what? You think you got a lot of achievements? He's like, yeah, fifty six thousand. I said, yeah. Well, I've got fifty five thousand, 
and I haven't played for 10 years. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but I, I think that's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying in-game achievements are different. So you don't have to be a completionist. You just you achieve something to gain yourself something. If yeah. you're not going to gain anything, who cares? Um, I used to go big on achievements when I played World of Warcraft because I'd get to a point where I'm like, oh, I don't really know what to do today. So I'd look up achievements be like, oh, that sounds like fun. So then I'd go and do it. And I've started, I've not done it on um, ESO yet. I just kind of get achievements along. Yeah, but I, but feel... I can see me getting bored and be like, oh, that sounds like Yeah, but I feel like, take, take for instance, Far Cry 5. I feel like Far Cry 5, I'm going to play through that game and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm probably three, mm -hmm. two, like, two thirds, three thirds, probably two thirds of the way through the game already. And... So yesterday I thought, oh, I look at achievements on here, and one of them was to get ten kills with a knife, ten kills with a gun, ten kills with this. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I might as well change my weapons up, and it gives me reason in game to not yeah. use the same stuff the whole way through the game. It's like, oh, use a helicopter to do this. I'd be like, oh, I might as well use a helicopter instead of a van, you know. And so uh, it makes you do that stuff. But I do feel that on an Xbox, it's very unique. The achievements are very unique. It's not a PlayStation thing. It's not anything else that's into that. It's it's just Xbox people that play for achievements. This whole channel is based around like Xbox achievements as well. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's a huge achievement community. Hunters. Well, achievement hunter being probably <laughs> the biggest. Yeah. Well, the thing is with achievements and Xbox achievements, like when I got the PlayStation Three when I was a lot younger, and people was like, "Oh, there's trophies." I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll try and get one." I got one. It was so boring. Yeah, because they were so like, were they like yeah. bronze, silver, or gold? Yeah, I was just like, where's the points? I want the points. <laughs> you get the those five points achievements Ross, or like a hundred points. I give you fifty points. I <laughs> want <laughs> um, the points. Just a nice guy says uh, I have about five thousand two hundred achievements, but some are quite hard. Yeah, very fun things. I'd like to. Uh, I would like something like gamer score. Um, I read that again because it just a nice guy. You type something else and it jumped up and I lost my stop my air. Um, I have about five. <laughs> 5,200 achievements, but some are quite hard, yet very fun. And the thing is, I would like something like game score, like the Xbox. Um, what I do uh, is find odd that most Ubisoft games don't have Steam achievement yet. Xbox and PS do have them. Correction, 5.5K. Um, yeah, no, like, it's definitely something that I'm into. Um, and it, was def it would definitely be something that I'd be interested in doing for other people that do get achievements, like... We could put a game out and then see who can get all the achievements as like a little competition and stuff at first. Be pretty mad. Can you imagine it mm. if we had like right Far Cry Five? Who's going to get the most achievements in this month? And then all of us are playing to see who gets the most, who completes it first. Be pretty That'd cool. Be... Would be, would be. But here's another thing I want to add on with Xbox. Xbox achievements don't hit like they used to because there's also on top of achievements back in the day, I'm not sure if you remember this, Nick, but if you had a Wii character and you used to have in-game yeah. outfits that you could unlock for that character by doing specific things. One of them that I remember is June's helmet from Halo Reach. Uh, basically, it scratched in with a skull. It's like a round dome helmet. It looked really cool. Now, how you got that achievement is you played through a level on Legendary without dying once. And the fact that you got that helmet was like Everyone Dragon knew. Rights back in the day. Everyone knew you got that achievement that way. Like, because you didn't die during a Legendary mission because yeah. that was really hard. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely a fun thing and, and a uh, a good additional thing for us to all play through. 
Um, but I'm going to look more into that because that's pretty cool. If anyone out there has got any ideas um, about the Discord, about the groups, about gaming, if anyone's got any events they want to do, just let me know because uh, I want to get more and more active stuff going on in the Discord. And there's no reason. We used to want to partner the Discord, but I don't even care about it anymore. Like, it's now just for fun for us lot. So we go from there. Um, right. Uh, Gray, I believe you've got a bit of news you want to talk about. Hold on, on Far Cry 5, I have to ask you one question. Did you get to the scene where your character is, like, taking an acid trip? Uh, remember that one? Where he had to get up off the chair or whatever. Oh, you can, you can way come across that, that at many different moments. Oh, though. my God. That one that one sequence in the in the game is one of the dumbest ones I've ever seen in a game. Why? It was awful. It's because it had no sense. I mean, first of all, the story in Far Cry 5, although it's not bad, it's not as Was strong. you watching a YouTube reel of all of the cutscenes no, 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 no. or something? The, the story is stronger in, start, in Far Cry 3 and 4 than it is in 5. 5 has some weak points in its story, but that one scene made no sense to whatever was going on in the story and was really ridiculous to complete. I'm not quite sure where you get that from because it made 100% sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same. Like, I'm not going to say anything because of spoilers. We could talk about it at another point, but yeah. It, game's it few years old. You Are you talking that. about the bit where you meet uh, a girl and she's yeah, floating sister. and you're basically high? Yeah. Yeah, and you had to find your way out of wherever it was. I'm trying to remember. I just remember it being so insane. It was just like ridiculous. I wanted to get onto the regular gameplay and not have to sit there and go through that. One. Yeah, well, there was there's there was a, a lot of there was a lot of people complaining about that when that game. Came there's out a few cutscenes in there and a few extras where I would rather they weren't in there. Like, uh, Shell, if you've played it enough, so you'll know. You know the bit where they keep okay. taking you yeah. to a compound and then you have to yeah. fight your way through that like dream where you're picking up the yeah. different guns and shooting. I've done yeah. that like three times now, and it's getting longer every time, and I'm getting a bit bored of that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I, I, it's almost like I a cutscene test. I the whole game when it came out, so I know what you're talking about. It's just, it's, you're right, because, and that's part of the problem with 5. You didn't have that problem with 3 and 4. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's a good game. It's, it's just that they got away from some of that when they went to Far Cry 6. 6 is, is a little more to- like 3 and 4 when it comes to story. But if you're going to talk about the best Far Cry games, it's 3 and 4. 5 is real good. 6 is good. I had fun with it. But 3 and 4 are still the best. Yeah, see, I think for Far Cry games, I think what people like is the creepy, creeping about and the um, liberating the areas. Because sure. you just love I to love creep around and like game. sniper. I found it really hard at the beginning when I didn't have a sniper rifle or I didn't have like silencers. Um because they just kept ringing alarms and stuff. But as soon as I got my guns that I like to use, so I use a shotgun silenced and I use a sniper rifle. Uh, I, I still to this day keep saying sniper rifle because of my son. Sniper rifle. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> when Leo was a little kid and he started playing at like two or three when he first started talking, he would call the sniper rifle, and I'm still saying it, he'd call it a sniper riper. Ah, <laughs> I see. Daddy, sniper riper. And I, I started talking about it, and now I keep saying it to everybody all the time. So um, I have another question about Far He's Cry 11 5 now. And the, and, and the way that you play it, Nick, or, or whatever. Now, when you're done with the game, could you find yourself ever going back to the game and playing just the forts? Just the, sorry? Okay, in Far Cry 5, the nice thing that they do in this game, okay, is that once you complete the game and you've taken over every fort yeah. and every hideout and all that other stuff, you can go back and, and play with the arcade levels. Where, no, no, no. You can reset the game to where all the forts that you took over are now all all back again. You have yeah. to, and you can go back and take them out again, like they're brand new. Um, and I thought that was a great feature because some of those some of those forts that I took out were some of the most fun time I've had in the gameplay. 
And other games, once you complete it, that's it. You'd have to play. Yeah, the but there's entire there's game another thing in Far Cry Five which a lot of people don't realize is if you go up to an arcade post or a machine, yeah, it takes you into an arcade mode where it's Love. got yep. online people's maps. Now, obviously, me and him talking about achievements. The good thing about this game is, is you play through the whole game, which is massive anyway. Then you can play through all the achievements on the game, like collecting stuff, collectibles, guns, doing special kills, and stuff like that. But a lot of the achievements are going to people's arcade games and complete their games. So, or it'll be like kill so many people and stuff like that. Um, and I, I went up to one of the posters yesterday, and it took me into this like I didn't know what was going on really, because I thought it was part of the game. All of a sudden, an arcade machine game like screen comes up, and then I'm on this like volcano island. It was really well made. Um, and there was like villages all around this island. It was only a small island with a big vi- fiery volcano in the middle, and it was a bit like James Bond. And it said my ch- my goal to complete the, the game was to kill four special people. So I was creeping around because I didn't know what it was, and I was trying to kill these four people. I killed them, and it's like congratulations. Then when it came out, it went your levels are going up. So it went level two, level three, level four of arcade, and there's achievements to get to like level fifteen or whatever. Um, so it was just more gameplay that once I've played the game and done all that, I can go out there and it'll be like, I wouldn't normally play this, but I want to get all the points, so I'm going to play for it as well. Well, this is one of the things I, I mentioned back in a past podcast. They, they did away with all that when they went to Far Cry 6 because Far Cry 3, 4, and to some extent 5, you could go back and play player-created maps. And they are excellent. Some of them were, I mean, hundreds of them. And they were all rated by players. Yeah, but it's not, could, it's could, not really it, my cup of tea to go back and do that stuff. It's purely, I'll only no, do I, it because, I'm, like I said, I want to get the achievements for doing it. Um, but otherwise, no, I, I wouldn't bother. I, I get it. But it added another whole dimension of gameplay because some of the maps that people created were really good. Yeah. And really, it was a lot of fun. And then all of a sudden, Far Cry 5, they diluted it some. And 6, they just got rid of it yeah. entirely. Because it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a bit like... The achievement points is your bragging rights on an Xbox. So if mm-hmm. I bumped into Ross at a show and I never knew him and he says, oh, I just play Xbox, I'll be like, yeah. He goes, yeah, so do I. The first thing he says, how many achievement points you got? And if I go, if he says, oh, I've got 50,000, and I go, yeah, well, I've got 300,000, he's going to go, ah, oh, shit, you're better than me. <laughs> you know no, that's true. Except the half the achievements are looking right is, and looking left. This is how deep it goes, yeah. This is how deep it goes and how dirty it gets. I have, before I started my podcast, I used to watch another podcast, yeah? Um, And that's where I I got the idea for my podcast from. And basically, that was an Xbox um, podcast. And so I added everybody, like, 10 years ago um, to my Xbox friends list. So I haven't played Xbox for, like, 10 years. Anyway, I put my Xbox on. I've got, like, 200 friends or something. I'm going through them. And what it's got now is it's got an Xbox leaderboard of achievements against all of your friends. So I was going through it, and I was like, man, I wonder how many points I've got compared to everybody now that they've all been playing for 10 years longer than me. they got like 300,000 points. 400,000 yeah. points. And I was like, right, this ain't on. I feel like I've been out of the game too long. So I went through the whole list, and anyone I didn't know or anyone that's got loads of points that I haven't played with for 10 years or whatever, I just wiped them all off my list so that, like... <laughs> I can't be having you look with 300 on here getting in my way, blocking up the top of my leaderboard. So I deleted them right. all off. <laughs> I see. I see what you did. Now you're at the top of the list. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not at the top of the list. But I left people that are important on there, people that play with me, people that I know and are still in my life. I've got them on there, you know. And Ross is on there. Um, 
Like, I would now go on there and it would say, Ross is like done 300 this month. I'd be like, I've got to beat him. Find a game with a thousand points for <laughs> one go. <laughs> Do you know what? The Barbie game was good. Yeah, back in the day, there was that one. There was one that was like Dragon Ball Z. It was called Dragon Ball. Is it Dragon Ball? I can't remember. And it was like, you got a thousand point achievement because it was one of the first games with achievements. You got a thousand points for putting a disc into your Xbox. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, look, he's going to go find it. And what I used to do is I used to get Love Film. <laughs> Love, did, did you used to get Love Film? Or are you too young yeah. for that? You remember Love Film? I, got love, I remember Love Film. I remember getting all the games, never returning them. Yeah. And they never said... <laughs> never, right. Exactly. Yeah, so what used to happen is they used to come through the door. I'd have like... I'd, I paid for like six discs. So I'd have like six games or what come through. I'd play them all for like an hour each, get as many quick achievements, and I'd just send them back. And I was getting all sorts of crappy games coming through, man. Thomas the Tank mm-hmm. Engine. Like, put it in, doing this, do oh, that, yeah. do that, send it back. And I got really, I, I really got like competitive with it for a little while. It was quite funny. That's crazy. Um, right, let's move on. Anyway, um, oh great, you didn't even start your news yet. We got so much stuff, but we're gonna end up. <laughs> ha- we should just take some of this into the next next show for sure. But well, go on, just do but a quick, talk, bit, I, just I do a quick do bit on what you're saying about. Right, um, I, so basically, there's there's a couple of rumors. This is I'm gonna say it's rumor up front, but the place where they get this rumor is somebody that's pretty reliable and has been reliable in the past. And apparently he's he's talking to people that are playing Starfield right now, testers. And so far the the vibe out there is that it's really really good. Is that coming to Xbox? Um, uh, but yes, it is. Oh man, I'll because, be on that because Microsoft <laughs> bought Bethesda, so that's what's going to happen there. So they said that basically, if you can think of all the best Bethesda games that you've played and you've always enjoyed, it's like taking all those games, the best of all those games, and wrapping it all into this game. Um, so they're they're saying that going to thousands of planets are, are, is absolutely true. Uh, you can get there, you can have fun, you can do things. The mechanics are wonderful, story, gameplay. Everybody's going gaga on this test group over it. So assuming that the rumors are true, and like I said, it's a strong rumor, this could be very interesting. Fallout in space with come. massive worlds. Yep. So all this will be coming hopefully this first quarter of the year, um, if everything goes right. And oh. if you do have Game Pass, it will be... Yeah, Cryptid Distortion one. just said Starfield should be day one release on Game Pass. Yeah, it will be. Just Definitely think how many new people they're going to get onto Xbox over that one game coming on. Oh, yeah. that's What do you think the reason they bought up all these companies are for? Because they can day one everything. I'll tell you what, though. The biggest release ever, ever, I reckon is going to be GTA 6 when that comes out, man. Oh, that'll be huge. The, the, the world's going to implode. When is no, the, uh, the whole of London right will be now. empty. No one will go to work. It's going to be 2055, well, and then GTA 6 is going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you walk to your front door, you open it, and they go, you're now in the game. And you're just like walking out your front door, and it's actually just the real world. <laughs> now, what they're the going to do is by, so time, by the time they come out with GTA 6, they're going to scrap it and just go with 7. <laughs> Man, it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, right. Uh, we might as well get through these bits because Far Cry 5, I've already spoken about anyway. Um, I'm going to continue to play through that. And if anyone wants to achievement, I don't know, compete with me, let me know your names on Discord. Uh, and like I said, everyone who wants to get in Discord. I want to say thanks to everybody as well who subbed to me on Discord. I really do appreciate the continuous subs from people. Um, they're only like £1.80 or something for the subs on there, but they really do help. Um, and they really do go back into getting this community, uh, putting more time into it. Um Right, we've got one more question from Cal as well. Uh, and he says, uh, the best gift that you gave or received over the holidays? Myself. Well, oh the, my best gift I gave was, the best gift I oh. gave was to my kids, and it was an Xbox, so I can play it. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gotta love a selfish gift. Yeah. Now, to be fair, do you know what? Me, but no one knows this. Before I started Extreme Peace UK and I was a gamer on here, I used to I used to religiously play uh, Xbox every day. And when I met my missus 15 years ago, we lived in my cousin's house because my mum and dad moved away on a boat. We lived in my cousin's house. I rented a room for 50 quid a week off him. And me and my missus, in that room, it would just be a computer, a big screen, drawers with my like socks and pants and clothes in, and a bed. And literally, me and my missus, in that honeymoon phase, would sit on the bed, order pizza every day, and sit and just play games together. That's all we would do. And we played through all different games, Fables, all the Borderlands, and my missus was well into a gamer. Obviously, when the kids come along, she was like, I'm out from all this. Um, <laughs> but when we got this Xbox back, she's like, man, I'm loving this. So now at night, some days I watch TV. Now some days we play computer together. Oh. So it's pretty cool. How nice. Uh, but one one of the stories that, that is quite funny that's happened in the past is I remember playing Borderlands. I don't know if it was Borderlands 1, I think it was. And we played for the whole game, completed all the achievements, everything. Um, and I got the... Oh, no, it was in Moxie's... It was the DLC for Moxie's Pit or something. It was, I can't remember where. It was all the bad guys. You were just in a, an arena and they would give you waves and waves of bad guys and it would get harder. But it would take about an hour and a half to do each level. And if you died, you had to start from the beginning again. And I remember getting so pissed off with it that I threw the controller at the computer. And then when I loaded it back up... Oh, no, no, sorry, I didn't throw the controller at the computer. I switched the plug off at the mains while the oh, computer no. was on. And then let the next day we come to play it. And we're like, should we try it again? And, and my mistress was like, look, just calm down. We'll get through it. Like, we just chill. We'll play it. Just enjoy it. So we switch it back on and her game was corrupt, but mine was fine. <gasps> and I had to, she was level, oh, no. she was like some stupid level. So I had to play through it for like another couple of hundred hours or whatever to get her back to being that level. <laughs> and then she never oh, played never it. And I was like, it. I played this all for no reason. <laughs> but it was quite funny. Um, Cryptic Distortion says, we've just over a month to go until Hogwarts Legacy release on PC and new gen consoles, that is. Some fans are now having their pre-orders cancelled seemingly out of nowhere. That's a bit... I'm, I'm, I'm hearing there's problems with that game. Really? That's what I've been, yeah, didn't know what I've that game was. Issues. Uh, but, but we'll see. I mean, I, I don't want to jump the gun, but I've, hearing, I've been hearing little things and problems with it, like what he was talking about, pre-orders cancelling and stuff like this. Well, it, Hogwarts, Harry Potter out. Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. Was it meant to be like it's one a... of those ones where like your choices um, kind of pave a pathway of higher Hogwarts? Oh. So it's a more RPG type of game. Yeah. That's gonna be. I, just, I don't know much about it, but I'm probably going to check. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a bit fably. It's like you Fable-y. can just just ignore the title and just think you're playing Fable, and you'll be all right. You, it'll be released. There you go. <laughs> just change the name to Hog Fable. No problem. <laughs> Sounds like a magical pig. Here you go. <laughs> right. Um, so the gifts. I, I did do some other gifts. Did any of you do any funny gifts, like weird stuff? No, it was quite... It was, Shell, we don't want to hear about the sex toys. That's gross. Mine was super low-key, like, Joe just got a coffee machine, and we just... Because we're going back to <laughs> I'm England talking about February. sex toys, and you're like, coffee machine? Well, that yeah. could be related. That could or is related. that just to keep him awake? Yeah. Pretty much, no. <laughs> no, he, because uh, we're going back to England, we're saving our money for... Uh, when are you going back to England? I'm back in February. Are we going to meet up? my parents don't know. It's a big surprise. And so I'm sure they're not watching visit. this podcast, so you're fine. Shall we do... Uh, are you really busy over there? Are you here just a week and you're really busy with all the people? I honestly don't know. I'd be well um, up for... I'd be well up for 
maybe getting a, a, a small crew together, driving down, and we go out for a drink one night. Awesome. You always find time for the drink, right, Shell? That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, as I said, like, my parents don't know I'm coming, so it's all yeah. a big surprise. Yeah, we'll see what plans you've got. So, honestly, I've got nothing wait, planned like, yet. You're probably going to have, if you're here for a week, you're probably going to have everybody all over you all week. But if you do get one night where you're free, like you and uh -huh. Joe, we can um, literally, I'll get a little crew together. We'll drive down, get a cheap hotel, and then we'll just go to a pub or something and have some beers for the night. Do your parents so listen to the podcast? Me. Sorry? They don't. Parents, is it, does her parents listen to the podcast? Probably not. No. <laughs> Good thing. Where she comes from, they probably don't even know what a podcast is. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. You're, you're probably right. But yeah, if you uh, when you get over here, check out your plans, uh -huh. and then man, okay. it'd be well cool to come down and all just have to sit in a pub and have a few beers, get pissed, and then just come back next day. Come back down to Devonshire. Yeah, and then and then call me on WhatsApp so I can watch you guys. Oh, well, if Scooby is on the bot ready, you could drive the bot down there. We we'll take the bot with us. There you go. It. The bot's still sitting in schools. We don't know if it'll ever come out. <laughs> uh, um, what about you, Ross? Presents did you buy? I uh, brought my dad. Well, it was my dad's birthday and Christmas. So he Christmas Eve is my dad's birthday. So I brought him like a big, massive beer barrel, which goes in his like beer machine, which was quite cool. Um, Present-wise, I didn't really get anything myself in terms of anything right. that wild. You didn't get no presents? No, I got presents, but nothing that wild. I got socks, I got pants. I knew he was going to say that. I was just going to say clothes. Exactly right. <laughs> socks, pants, wild, and like I got, a couple hundred pounds. I got, um, I told my missus I want a onesie. So, no, this is from Intel. Yeah. My missus oh, okay. got me a Christmas onesie. So it's my size. But, I got this for Christmas. Yeah, that's not a onesie though. Is it? That's just like a big warm thing. It's oogie. Yeah, I've oogie, got two oogie. of them here. <laughs> But okay. now nah, I got a Christmas onesie, man. It's massive. I can't do onesies. I hate does it. Them. Does it have a little patch over the crotch area? No, no. It's just the top <laughs> off. I can't do onesies myself. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Shell? Did you get anything? I mean, you were just answered already, didn't you? Or did you not? I already answered. Ah. Yep. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, Christmas presents. Um, I can't even think of a lot of the stuff. I bought I loads of stuff and gave loads of I got a Microsoft uh, card. I just put that right to the pad. I'll tell you a present. Bing. I'll tell you a present that I received. Young Gray here sent me uh, $40 to say thank you for everything. So I appreciate Aww. that, Gray. And then what I did go and do, I go and sign into the wrong account and transfer it into an account I don't use. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now his money's locked up. And he's <laughs> he's, to find don't it. worry. It's in Amazon somewhere. I've just got to try and log in and buy something off of there. Um, but no, I appreciate <laughs> that, Gray. Um problem and uh it's funny yeah. your son hacked into it and spent the money <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, i was I, gonna send you all postcards from cyberpunk but i just uh, i said how ironic uh, i might use i might use gray's uh christmas present to buy an xbox controller <laughs> yeah don't they have the new one now the elite or something oh right? i've got yes. a question i've got a really really important question sorry was you gonna say something because i'll wait if it is uh, Elite 2. What's so different oh, about it that? Is, it's got an extra button on it. Um, not just that. It's got back panels and it's got adjustable controller. Like, these are squishy at the moment. I like them squishy, but you can change it so it's just like one tap and it's not squishy at all. So it's all about adjustability. These are magnetic, so these can come straight off and you can change them out to whatever you How want. How much is it? Whatever color. Cool. Um, brand new. About £142. It's a lot of money, uh, isn't it? It's a lot of money, 
But you can get it on Amazon and eBay. Not Amazon. You can get it on eBay and Facebook Marketplace for about. I've seen them as cheap as forty pounds, but I don't trust them ones. Forty pounds. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't, yeah. yeah, them ones have been spat on, beaten up, and probably all sorts of stuff. Well, the thing is, but also, go on. I'll tell you in a minute. You get like a charging pad with it. So this is a detachable like mini battery that you put in here and you charge up. So let's say you've got a laptop, you can connect this up to a laptop. It's out of charge, pop it on the charging pad, and then you've got all your stuff with it as well, and it comes in this nice little shell. Yeah, because I've got that Nacon controller like that, that they sent me, um, with all the weights and all the different buttons, and it's got all the paddles on the back. Um, and I didn't realise until now that it's actually built for the Xbox. It's not built, but it's cabled, it's not wireless. Um, but my, my main question I had to ask Shell was... Shell actually has a proper customized controller, don't you, with your name on it? I do, indeedy. Where did you get it made? Because I want to get one made. But I went, I went to um... Scuff, but they don't do custom. They just do like they're different, they're different types. And then the thing is, they're two hundred pound plus. Mine came from like X, the Xbox site. You can still do it. You can customize like colors and different pads and put your name on it and have it engraved and stuff. Can you still do um... that? Yeah, let me because I actually because I got a crack in mine a few months ago, and I wanted to look up to see if I could get a new one, and I was going to build myself a new one, and uh, it's still up and running. Yeah, so. because because I've been looking around at like Scarf and all these different places, and they say they do custom ones, but it's not custom. You can't overlay your own picture on there. It's like you get to pick one of twenty different like colors, one of this, one of that, but you don't get to do custom. But I wanted to for one of, for Leo, I wanted to get him an actual custom with its own picture on it and his name written yeah, on it. Yeah, Xbox doesn't do that. This was, this was like you said, it's a... Uh, but you've got your like name written on yours. Yeah, you can pay an extra, I don't know how much it was, like 10 quid it was, to have um name engraved on it. Yeah, if you get me the link, I'll definitely do that. I'll okay, definitely... I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't know if it's quite what you're looking for, but, I mean, you can still have a look. Well, all I want to do is get one with his name on it and so I can pick the colours. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. Then you'll be fine. It yeah. does that. That'd be definitely Each be different good bit, You can have a different color or whatever. Yeah. If you get one yourself, Nick, let me know so I can send you a picture and you can put my picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely up for that. Um, right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Cal, cheers for that question. Um, Ross, I believe you wanted to talk about high in life uh, and extremely high hertz monitors uh, before we finish. I can talk about extremely high hertz monitor. High on life, I feel like it's going to have to wait till next week. Yeah, I, cool. There's still plenty of the game to play for me. Uh, so a technology event is going on in Texas at the moment. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the technology event uh, with all the different companies come together and show off all the stuff that you'll never see or never be practical. Uh, is it CES? I think something like that. CES or something's going on. Uh, but Why are you not at a gaming event, Ross? It's in America. Every single game event in the UK. I can't get over here fast enough. Like, you said every gaming event in the world and on Mars. No, UK, UK. UK only at the moment. Um, Unless someone's released... offering to pay for him to go there. If they offer to pay, I'll be there in a flash. I'll be there tonight. I'll be like, yeah, it's all my job tomorrow. I'm going tonight. Um, they've released a 550. 30 hertz monitor with a weird moving stand thing that it's got. Oh, are you talking about the monitor that goes from flat to curved? No, no, that's the arc. They released that last year. Where it curves itself. 
Oh, that's a different one. I've seen that, but I don't know what it's called. Oh, because I, like a... I wondered if that was the one you're talking about. There's a monitor now that, that when you put it in front of you, you can you can make it curve itself more or less to what you want. That sounds dangerous in terms of like transporting it because like no my stupid hands I'll just curve it and break <laughs> it by accident. I'll well, be it's like, no oh, like these Samsung phones where you fold them in half, is it? Them Samsung phones are dangerous. I see them all the time. I've got a couple of family members who've got them, and I'm just like, how do you not break them? Because I'll just <laughs> open it too fast and snap it. <laughs> yeah. See, really I, I was actually going to get, speaking of the phones, I was actually going to get one of the phones. I was going to get the fold, not the flip, um, Samsung. And yeah. I was literally told by the person in the store, she was like, don't get it. And I was like, why? She was like, the people that have bought these have returned them a month. Really? And there's creases, there's cracks, problems with it is unresponsive unresponsiveness with them and yeah the person who literally works on commission told me not to get it all oh, right is that so, the one that's like been... an iphone but then you fold it down the middle left to right like a book yeah like a book so the flip still... the flip folds up like an old flip phone and then yeah. the fold folds out to like a mini tablet yeah mm. it's still early concept at the moment so all 100%. the new uh touchscreen flip for which makes me laugh because we've kind of gone full like getting off topic of the monitor we've kind of gone full circle on the phones we went from like bricks to <laughs> flips to folds. small yeah small <laughs> phones to now bigger phones now we're going back down to small phones to flips and i'm just waiting for the like the iphone brick to come back out <laughs> yeah That'd be interesting. Um, Where you see yeah, a massive brick. Getting back to uh, the monitors, we actually spoke about high hertz monitors when the 360 hertz monitor came out. Because a lot of people in the Discord was like, "It's Gray was one of them." Was like, "It's not needed. Technology that fast is not needed. No one can use it." And we had a massive debate about it. And then um, we was talking about it, and I was saying it's more for people that are competitive. It's like having a normal car, yeah. having a race car, and then having a Formula One car. That car's designed for that one person to drive on that one thing. And these kind of Hertz monitors, even though they're super fast and need massive graphics power, they're not for everyone. Me and you wouldn't know the difference over 300 to 500. But if you was a competitive player that's competitive on 60 Hertz, and then you've got 120, and then you've got 240, and then you've got 360, and then you've got 530 you would notice a difference because you're going up the scale and you're training your eyes as you go. It's like a fighter pilot. Yeah. When they get in the thing, they have to be able to see so many things a second. Um, and for me, man, I bet 530 hertz is like spinning your mouse and it being clear on screen. That'd be amazing. Just like do a full 360 spin where you put it up to max sensitivity and just go zoom. But the technology is here now, though. The technology has kind of caught up to the monitor speeds because if you go to a competitive game like CSGO or let's say Valorant, they're not actually new AAA titles that acquire all this power. You could probably get that frame rates with the new 4090s, uh, the new Radeon cards that are coming out, and the new uh, the 4070, what used to be a 4080 card that's coming out soon. Yeah, but my, my worry about this is, is the monitors are getting so fast now that surely it's the mouse clicks and the keyboard lag from the keyboard to the computer, which is now slowing you down over the screen. It depends what keyboard you have. So I have a keyboard here that says uh, laser-based switches. So it's like point zero 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 something yeah. percent of speed. And That's even worse, though, because you just brush across your keyboard and it writes a load of shit. It, <laughs> it depends how much pressure you put on it. 
it's like it has a pressure sensor to it so you push down to where you break the laser but there's parts there's like an air gap in between yeah. and it just depends on how fast can the human reactions go yeah it's like when beat saver first came out which was a vr game they didn't expect anyone to get past the level of expert plus because they thought it was almost physically impossible for the human body to the human brain to process that and do it but now there's expert plus 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 Plus. Yeah, because you've been trained. Like we'll just replay it till it becomes muscle memory at that point. Yeah. Well, it's past muscle memory. <laughs> Walking it's just down like the street. I'm just popping to the chip shop, and as you go down the street, you're doing all these moves. Like, accidentally <laughs> <laughs> slap someone, just like, oh, sorry. A car drives past with a tune playing, and all of a sudden you start, like, puppeting all these moves out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how funny is that? I, I, was doing, uh, I was doing some quick research, and there's a company called Beijing Oriental Electronics, which is the largest in the world for making panels gaming panels and they came out with an, uh, a 1080p 500 hertz gaming monitor and, and and basically claim it's the fastest one ever made and they're saying that it is more for the competitive gamer because the competitive gamers tend to play 1080p's more and they but they want the hertz high yeah so this is like they're in heaven with this because it's a 1080p yeah, it's because it's reaction time inch. over their competitor they yeah. see the move before someone else sees them um but the thing is 500 hertz is is, is fast you talk about yeah. we're talking about Xbox playing yeah. sixty hertz, and then we're talking about us playing at one hundred and twenty, or you might be two forty. Yeah, my, but that's double what you've got on yours. My last monitor was one forty four, and when I bought the new monitor, not that I was looking for it, but it came as two forty. Yeah. I just go, okay, cool. Yeah, and then you need the you, you know, need the it, graphics power to. Uh, I thought I thought Ross had frozen for a second well. there. I thought he had like literally disconnected, but he was just <laughs> sitting really still. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just like that was quite funny. Um, but yeah, 530 hertz monitors, man, it's the price you've got to worry about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, right, guess what, people? That brings us to uh, the end of our January podcast. I've had a press with a few buttons here. I'm going to start rearranging the podcast screens and buttons and sounds and stuff so it makes it a bit more effective. Um, if any of you guys want to get on board with that and do any extras or bits and pieces, um, then then I'm cool for you lot to get in. Uh, just quickly, Exit says that unless it's 1080, uh, 1080 frames per second, I ain't buying it. <laughs> <laughs> they did do that in Doom. They've done it. How many frames did they get in Doom? They've done a 1, test. 1,000 frames a second. Yeah, 1,000 frames a second. Because because crazy. when they made the game, they said they made it to be, if you ever could get that high, 1,000 frames a second. So they called them on it and basically took out a computer and was dumping tons of liquid nitrogen. Yeah. into the computer and they, and you see it ticking off 950 960 980 990 yeah. well i i remember going back to playing transport tycoon after when it was uh, i i remember i i had to get this other little program to put on it because it was run through dos or whatever it was at the time um and obviously i was playing it through an emulator but with no buffer and i remember playing transport tycoon where the trains every frame it was probably be i was probably playing it at like five frames a second it was like here here, here. I was watching all the trains moving. It was moving like a radar. You know how the line goes around and it updates on a radar? That's how yeah. my game was playing. And I remember that was probably when I was, what, 14 or something, silly. And then, obviously, I, I loaded the emulator up, say, 10 years later, and obviously there's no buffer. And the trains were like, <laughs> they were flying all over the place. And I was like, what's <laughs> going on? And I looked into it. I had to slow the game down and buffer it. Um, so that was pretty cool. But oh, yes... Yeah. That brings us to the end of the podcast. When I get to the end of the podcast, um, I might raid somebody if I can. 
Um, and what we will do is I'm going to try and see if the outro now works. I don't know what it's going to do. We're just going to try it. So <laughs> we're going to wing it. I want to say thank you to everybody that subs to me on Discord. Everybody that subs on Twitch. Everyone's helped me out. Cheers, Gray, for the present at Christmas. I really appreciate that. Cheers, everyone, for coming on, Shell, um, for You're popping welcome. in last minute. Uh, and, yeah, if anyone in the community has got any ideas but they'd like to run out on the Discord, any gaming events, any gamer nights, any games they want to play, I'm happy to make events for everybody if people are happy to run uh, their little own little events. I might do some more um, competitions and stuff. I know Jammer was talking about Apex is now open servers, so you can have custom servers, so we can all play Apex I, as a group. I want him on my team. I want him on my team. I told him he's not allowed to play with us. He's too good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Exit, are you live at the moment? If you're live at the moment, I will give you a raid, dude. Um, let me know if you're live. Uh, apart from that, everybody, thank you for coming on again. Cheers, everybody. Oh, you're not at the moment. All right, cool. Um, and I will see you all on the next one. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Outro, here it comes. Just, just I don't sing know it. if it's going to work. I'm going to try. <laughs> I've got the tune now. I've got the Fallout tune, so we're, that's a backup. Oh, follow to another one. Let's see if I can hear. I don't want to set the world on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart, I have but one.